We are hosting today's broadcast from the lands of the Karingai people. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of country and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. And Spencer Lenu wins the game for the Penrith Panthers. Good to one with a shot. He's done it again. It's the same combination of Manchester City 2, Leeds United 0. Milford gets it off. He's got oh, the ball. The It is fast becoming balanced. The Fares night at Suncourt. A double on debut. And he comes. And the ball drop. With 10 minutes to go. Put Sydney FC into the lead. Is that the crucial blow that sends Sydney through to the last four? Now, overnight scores, expert comment and controversy on the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Good morning everyone, I'm Ray Thomas and welcome to the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Dean Ritchie right alongside me, another huge weekend of sport, our favourite part of the week. And how good's magic round been? Good morning, Dino. Yeah, good morning, Ray. Good morning, everybody. It looks nice and warm up in Brisbane. A bit chilly down here in Isn't it a cold Sydney start this morning. Day, Got yeah. out of the car this morning. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit cool. Freezing. Winter's almost upon us, my friend. Okay. Magic round has been mm. great, though, Ray. Lots of good footy, great crowds. You didn't, you didn't go up, Dino. I didn't go up this year. Mm. I wanted to stay here next to you. Favourite that's part of the what week. you yes. mean to me, Ray boy. <laughs> I don't know if that's right. But, anyway. but uh, got a few friends up there. They say the, the vibe yeah. around the streets are great. The bars are pumping. The restaurants are going off. And mm. brings in about $7 million, I think, each year. Magic round mm. to the NRL. But the NRL is now looking at the possibility after next year of expanding maybe to Perth, Adelaide and or Melbourne. So Brisbane isn't locked in for eternity? Locked in for next year. Okay. That's when the contract finishes. You mm. would imagine that it's been so successful that Brisbane would be the front runner to continue hosting it, Ray. Yep. But money talks. And if others who are rumoured to be offering up to 15 million, mm. more than double what Brisbane or the Queensland government is paying, you were... Uh, You'd imagine that they would look very, very carefully at moving it. As you said, Dino, money talks. Just quickly, so far in Magic Round, the Bulldogs 30, Raiders 34. That was a terrific game. Broncos 32, Seagulls 6. They are flying the Bronx. Uh, yesterday, the Panthers 18, Warriors 6. They struggled a bit, Dino. We'll come to that in a sec. Dolphins 36 for Wayne Bennett's 900th game. Beat the Sharks 16. It was 30-0 at one stage. They just blew the Sharks off the park and South Sydney, 28, Storm, 12. Today, the final three games of Magic, around 1.50pm, West Tigers take on the Dragons, the four o'clock game, Roosters, Cowboys, and we finish Magic round with the Titans and the Eels just after 6pm. Broncos and, and South Sydney, highly impressive, Dino. Yeah, I think, and I think the tab agrees with me now, Ray, that they are now favourites or equal favourites with talking, the yeah. Panthers. I think they mo uh, both might be at 455 in a row for the Bunnies. Uh, so much firepower and attack, Ray, but I thought they won last night through the defence. It was wonderful, particularly on their line. But Latrell and Cody, yet again, mm. freakish touches. And I'm a bit surprised, Ray, and I might get shouted down for this, but we talk about Jerome Luai. We talk about Nico Hines for the Blues number six jersey. But no chit-chat about Cody Walker. And I think, though, brilliant, wasn't he? Yeah. at this point of the year, given what he's doing, I think Cody should be in the 
at least the conversation. I think he is now. He was brilliant again last night. Um, then I have to ask you, did you watch all the game? Because I was channel surfing between that and the coronation of all things. Yeah, no, I watched most of the game, right? I'm not pro-monarchy, but I'm not anti-monarchy. I, yeah. I used to love it. Oh, oh, here we go. There we go. We had an accident. <laughs> Didn't know that was coming. <laughs> but, um, I, I love the Queen and God, God rest her soul. Yeah. Not sure how Charles will go, but we shall see. I just find the whole... You love that pomp and ceremony, uh, The don't history you? of it I find fascinating. Yeah, that's you fair. Know? And looking at the various things, and uh, it, probably, it went too long. It went too long. We ended up... We, we gave up, <laughs> but um, it was. Uh, I find it fascinating. But your channel surfing between games, and you're right, Cody Walker. I think has to at least be in that conversation because South Sydney are flying. He is playing terrific football. Um, yeah, I think Nico Hines has probably got his nose in front, hasn't he? Could you think of anything more contrasting, Ray? I oh, know. It's than the bizarre. Yeah, it's bizarre. To the intoxication at Suncorp Stadium via the Caxton. Well, when I got home Two from, great differences in life. When I got home from Gosford last night, I, I said to Tan, I've got to watch the footy. And she had she loves the pomp and pageantry, so it was on the main TV. And I went into the spare room and I had the footy on. I came back out a couple of times. I sort of got transfixed by it so I ended up putting my phone on and I was sitting there tapping away doing some work with my phone on with a footy watching the coronation so that's my They do do life. it well in England. You've they do. To, I, I find we have to be honest. Fascinating, yeah. Um, but but you're back to Cody Walker. He has to be in the conversation but do you still have Nico Hines probably a nose in front? Yeah, I do, right? I certainly do and I'm not suggesting um, I would pick Cody Walker. I'm just saying I think he deserves to be in the conversation. Mm. We cannot go past last night's game without Acknowledging Alex Johnson, Ray. Yeah. His 200th game scored tries 170 and 171. And when you break down the figures, he's 28 years old. Ken Irvine has held the record since, oh, gee, La early 70s. Yeah, late 60s, early 70s. Of 212 yeah. tries. So he's roughly 50 behind. He averages about 18 to 20 per year. Three, four more years so, of break. Oh, yeah. if that, Ray. You've got the rest yeah. of this year. Gee. Next year, you'd think maybe in 25. Extraordinary, isn't it? Kenny yeah. Irvine's all-time record uh, record might fall, provided, of course, Alex stays injury-free. Uh, just on that premiership um, betting, Penrith and South are now four fifty equal favourites. You're right. The Roosters are at five dollars. Brisbane, I think, not bad value at eight dollars. The Broncos are flying. What did you make of Penrith? Their defence is what's winning them games at the moment because they are struggling to score points. Um, from what I could see, I watched a fair bit of the second half on my phone at the races. Um, for what I could see, Panthers had all the ball, had all the field position, but the Warriors, even though they were down to 12 men for 20 minutes of that second half, they were fantastic in defence and kept repelling the, the Panthers in attack, Dino. Yeah, certainly got a new resilience this year under Andrew Webster. The Warriors are putting in some big hard yards where normally they would just fold mm. and crumble, as we've known the Warriors to do multiple times over many years. Hard to get an idea of Penrith Ray in terms of have they slipped back to the field or has the field picked up their game and moved toward Penrith come back the field for but sure. they're certainly yeah. not as dominant and they're not at the levels at this point mm. we've got a long way to go uh, that we've seen from the mighty Panthers over the past three years mm. Dylan Edwards brilliant oh. again last night is he the next one million dollar a year yeah, player interesting story isn't it yeah. you'd have to say yes based oh. on his consistency. His form has been amazing for, what, two or three years. He plays at this consistently high level. Attack, defence, just his positional play. 
he is always there, isn't he? he, he it's just remarkable. Um, the Broncos, Brisbane are going great guns, and they are brilliant again. They've got so much strike, but where are Manly at at the moment, Dino? And particularly Tom Trevojevic, uh, he doesn't look fit. I don't want to harp on it, but he doesn't look fit. Yeah, Manly overall looked dis- disinterested to yeah. me up there. Ray it was their ball control was awful, but their um, their energy levels were poor, and they got whacked the week before at home. So I think there's going to be a Fairly heavy week of soul-searching down there at Brookvale. Look, Tommy Trebojevic was interviewed after the game again, Ray, mm. and was insistent his body's fine. He just could not get into the game. He just hasn't got the speed, though, at, at, that we know at the moment. Like, uh, Is that a fair call? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So Certainly the zing like... that we knew yeah. from Tom two years, two years ago, ago mm. isn't there at the moment. I think it's a bit unfair, though, Ray, that we can continually compared Tommy to two years ago. That was a breakout year. That was one of the all-time great individual years of any player in the history of rugby league. Phenomenal, yeah. It was off the charts. So Tom, I think, was always going to struggle to attain that level yet again. Mm. But certainly his form's down. I guess the question is, Ray, on form, does Tommy T get a Guernsey in the New South Wales side? Campbell Graham, Steve Crichton. Campbell Graham, Steve Crichton. Mm. Look, whenever Tommy's there with Latrell in the centres, we tend to win. Yeah. So I think just based on his past, his big game experience, I would still pick Tom Trebojevic in he's, my New South Wales What's side. he got, Dan? About a month to really show that he's, he's back and hopefully his form will continue to improve. A couple of SMSs coming through, and we'd love to hear your thoughts on the open line, 135353, SMS 0419767272. Anything to do with, with um, sport. This is from Scott from Bris Vegas. Dino has been dubbed this weekend. Boys, for New South Wales, Cody is the most naturally talented ball player in the NRL by a length. Simple. A lot of people would agree. I know you do, Dino. And this is Chris from Dubbo. Morning Rain Bulldog. I watched South beat the storm last night, and Thought Cody Walker and Damien Cook totally outplayed both Munster and Grant. Bulldog, do you think Walker could be a chance for State of Origin? I think it would be great, as he has. An important point here from Chris. Combinations with Latrell and Cook would set up a lot of tries. Um, so as you said, he's definitely got to be in the mix now. Yeah, most certainly. Cody has played Origin before. He didn't probably achieve as much as he would have liked. Mm. Uh, he got lost a little bit in couple of moments there during that hectic speed of state of origin but look you know Cameron Murray's another bloke that will be there so the South combinations could be very important for Freddie moving forward I just want to mention the Broncos too Ray uh, you know six tries to one Selwyn Cobo mm. a hat-trick boy mm. isn't he a player Six Su- successive hat-tricks in magic round correct. for Selwyn yeah. is he the closest thing we've seen to Greg Inglis in a long time yeah, I heard the commentary compare him to that. And it's a not a fair. It's a fair call, isn't it? And I love the way he plays with a smile on his face. He always looks like he's having a lot of fun. That bloke. It, it was fantastic stuff. Wayne Bennett. Look, love him or hate him, you've got to admire not only his longevity but um, his extraordinary success over what's been pretty much four decades, Dino. And how many footballers he's turned into outstanding footballers and outstanding men. What a legacy he's left the game. But it's not over yet. The Dolphins. They are one of the great stories of 2023. Yeah, 900 games for Bennett. Could you believe what we were seeing last night, Ray? Cronulla, a premiership yeah. heavyweight, 30 nil down after 33 minutes. What happened? I was driving, Dino, saying this in the radio. What, what happened in that first oh, half? Oh, the Dolphins just, everything they did turned to magic. Mm. It was an amazing performance. They are 
play this style, Ray, which is just playing for each other. They turn up for each mm. other. They never give in. It's a real Wayne Bennett uh, style of play. The Sharks' completion rate was down. But we've unearthed a cult hero, Ray. Mm. Valance oh. Jafari, <laughs> the big fella. How about that? A couple of blockbusting tries. He played NPC for Waikato in 2019 in mm. Rugby Union and represented the Chiefs in the under-20s alongside a lot of former, uh, sorry, future All Blacks. But two tries last night. Mm. He's a beast of a kid. <laughs> he, he looks like a lovely young bloke. His family were all there last night. Beautiful scenes after the game. Hugging his mum, who was in tears. And the harker tears. he gave him. That was great. And the harker. It's yeah. what rugby league is all about. Beautiful moments. Mm. But Wayne Bennett, Ray, what, what more do you say about him? Oh. 900 games. I thought he was a bit unfair during the week. The media went there, though, to do stories about Wayne. Wayne said, I don't want to talk about my 900th. The media wanted to do nice stories about Wayne to commemorate the moment, the milestone and the achievement. And Wayne, I thought, was a bit ungrateful by saying, if you keep talking about it, I'm ending the press conference. Mm. It's a bit like you're damned if you do, you're damned if yeah, you don't. You've got to do your job. I spoke on the alternative is that that sort of, that's Wayne Bennett though, isn't it? It's not about him, it's about his players and he's, it's always been that way. But you're right, this was a special occasion, a 900th game. I know he's argued he's probably got over 1,000 and that was with his pre-NRL games days when he was coaching at, was it, was it West Brisbane or Brisbane uh, South? When South he had and, and Brothers. Yeah, yeah Brothers. Yeah. And of course, England, Ray, Great Correct, Britain. Yeah. I think the tally, I had it jotted down here, Ray, tw- it's like 1,227, something mm. absolutely ridiculous. Here we are. Uh, yeah, 1,227 games overall mm, that he's coached. But I, yeah, I just thought it was a bit a bit lousy to bag the media for wanting to do a public accolade story about him. But mm. that's Wayne. Wayne's an odd character at times, but no one can take away from that stunning achievement. Yeah, three games to, to go, as I said, to complete magic round today. Tigers, Dragons, Roosters, Cowboys, Titans, Eels. Big news during the week with Anthony Griffin sacking... or. Um, dropping Zach Lomax, and he's not. He didn't play New South Wales Cup this weekend. Just a weekend off to freshen up and get his mind right. What's your take on that? Danny? Yeah, I think Hooks had enough. Hooks fighting for his career, mm. and I think Anthony Griffin finally said, "That's it. I can't tolerate this too much longer." Having said that, they've lost two games, or they've passed two games by a combined total of just three points. Yeah. So they are having a dig for their coach, Ray. Look, Zach Lomax, obviously. Hook thought he wasn't getting the best out of. Mm. Funnily enough, Hook admitted yesterday he hasn't told Zach exactly why he's been dropped. He's just said, go away, clear your head Mm. and come back. He'll be back sooner rather than later, Zach Lomax. But I think he made 12 uh, personnel and positional changes for this Mm. game against the Tigers. So the heat's on the Dragons and the heat's on Anthony Griffin. And he's showing that now by... Ripping the guts out of his side for this game. Yeah, must-win ball game. Other sports this weekend. Quickly to AFL, Carlton 74, Brisbane 100. Uh, the Lions just too good on Friday night. Yesterday, Richmond 104, West Coast 58. West Coast season from hell continues. You know, they've been ravaged by injuries. Geelong, five in a row now. They are back. 98, Adelaide 72. Gold Coast 85, beaten by Melbourne 90 in a thriller. The Giants went down to the Bulldogs 86-71 and Fremantle far too good for Hawthorne, 117 to 48. Three games to complete this weekend's AFL round. Port Adelaide versus Essendon is the one o'clock game. Collingwood, Sydney at 3.20. Sydney got to try and lift there. North Melbourne, St Kilda at 
4.40pm. A-League Dino, elimination final weekend. Back on Friday night, Adelaide United um, knocked Wellington out of the competition 2-0. Last night, Western Sydney Wanderers had a 1-0 lead, but Sydney FC, two goals in the second half. Admiral Afondra with the winner. They knocked the Western Sydney, Sydney Wanderers out of the competition and advanced to the semis. Yeah, I was a bit surprised that the uh, Sydney supporter base didn't show up in protest of the decision mm. several months ago regarding the grand finals being in Sydney. I know that the Western Sydney Wanderers fans turned up en masse last night. Yeah. I admire them for sticking to their principles. If they believe that was to be a wrong decision, then good luck to them. But I'm sure the players would have liked them behind mm. them last night, but it wasn't to be. They got out of jail anyway. So a couple of things, Dino. Um, this has come through from Fitzy Morning Boys. After a long layoff from injury, it normally takes you the same amount of time to get back to your best. He's obviously referring to Tommy Turbo. And that's fair enough because he, he, he came back over the weekend. And again, it, he's such a great player. And, and you're right, Dino. We, we always think of how dynamic he was in 2021, where he was almost untouchable there, wasn't he? And basically, Manly rode on the back of Tommy Turbo into the finals. Everyone wants to see him back to that level, and he has been beset by injuries since then with hamstrings and groins, etc. So he's got a month, about a month now, to um, show Freddie Fittler that he deserves to be in that Blues team. Interesting story during the week too, Ray, about Newcastle. Copped a lot of criticism for giving their players a break. Mm. It's a 16-day turnaround. And this was organised pre-season by Adam O'Brien, the coaching staff, to say, it's a long year, go and have a break. About six players went to Bali. They have copped a pasting. Mm. I'd love to know what the listeners think because I'm on the opposite side of the fence. What, what do you think? Dan? Well, I think if you're told to have a break, you can go where you like. Mm. We can't be now. You know, This is not a socialist country, Ray. We can't be saying, you can have a holiday, but you can't go here, 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 or here. If they wanted to go to Bali, I think they should be allowed to go to Bali. You come back fit, you come back healthy, you so come how back many focused. Went? How many went? About six. Others, some went down the south coast. Okay. You come back ready to play football, but as long as you're back on time and you're still fit, I think you should be allowed to go. I don't think we should be telling players where and when they can go. If didn't you've got Nate, a break, did, you've got a break. Didn't Nathan Cleary go post-origin for he a weekend? He certainly did. To Bali? It's a valid point, yeah. and others have gone there in the past too. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I did listen to Laurie Daly during the week about it, and, of course, Loz has had a lot of coaching experience, and his point I thought was interesting. He said, look, you've got your squad, and some of them might want to go to Bali, but there'd be some players who he would say, you can't go to Bali because of... They're personality types. They're likely to get into trouble. Got a clean skin, wants a break, let them go. I can see where he's coming from. So you're right, Dan. I'd love to hear our listeners' thoughts on that point because it has created a lot of debate. Standalone. Gosford yesterday, take us through good, Ray, good race about it. Yeah, yeah, take over Target. Palmetto. I got yeah. that right. Is it Palmetto? I think, I think it's Palmetto, yeah. On the coast. And yeah. what about this story? Esther Fenny takes out the Gosford Gold Cup. Last win was 1,672 <laughs> days ago, which was in Hungary. Four and a half, yeah, former Hungarian horse of the what year. What an amazing story. Forgot how to win, but uh, I did read something. I didn't know this, but on social media last night, one of my good friends posted on social media that this is the first time in 80 years, I think it was, that a Hungarian horse has won a stakes race on the world stage. Because in Hungary, racing is quite small, Dino, and they only breed about 100 thoroughbreds a year. So for them to get a horse capable of winning a stakes race on the world stage, obviously extremely rare. So Estefini, extraordinary. I think, think about it, it's the real deal. 
Um, he, he was outstanding yesterday, and um, he'll improve off that heading towards the Stradbroke. One of our listeners did text earlier if he'll have a run leading into the Stradbroke. Two choices is a race at Doombin on May 20 or the Kingsford Smith Cup. The week later, May 27, I think Joe Pride's leaned towards the Kingsford Smith Cup to potentially give Think About a look at Eagle Farm before the Stradbroke. He'll definitely have one run prior to that. And Parmetto, excellent in the coast. Only been going for three years, the coast. And John Sargent has won two of them, Dino. He won the inaugural coast with Brandenburg. Um, produced Parmetto to win very impressively yesterday. Karen McAvoy could have ridden interstate at some of the big races at Brisbane and or Adelaide yesterday. He made the choice to stay at Gosford and ride this horse in the coast, got the chockey, so to speak, and rode a treble. So he he, na- he nailed that decision, didn't he? We just mm-hmm. talked about hungry. Mm-hmm. Were you hungry? And what was the tucker like? Oh, they looked after us yesterday. Yeah. Gosford. Nah, brilliant. Absolutely outstanding. Talk, talk to me. No, I had a wide variety of... Of Such snacks and food. Chicken and sandwiches? Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Do you eat it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Why won't you eat chicken? I, I, I got so terribly, terribly sick once when I was probably about 18, 19 with food poisoning. From, I just don't go near white meat unless I've seen it and I've cooked it all. Isn't it funny how things oh, stay in your psyche, though, from oh. when you were a kid? I probably shouldn't say this on here, Ray. Mm-hmm. I got heavily intoxicated on my 18th birthday. Funny about that. On mm-hmm. vodka. Oh, haven't had a drop since. Haven't had a drop but since, the, yeah. The oh. brain, is, it sticks in your brain, doesn't it, those things? Oh, mate, it's just like the red flags go up as soon as I see it. So I thought, how long has this been? Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> everyone else had it. <laughs> and I everyone else enjoyed the it. the bubbles <laughs> when you're looking at that chicken. Oh, goodness so, gracious. No, it was ridiculous. Hey, but Daniel, Top topic. Yeah, well, we, we decided, and quite rightly, a couple of things happened. Obviously, Wayne Bennett's 900th game is extraordinary. Um, overnight in England, Dino, the first of the British Classics for the 2023 season was run and won by a horse called Chaldean, ridden by the great Frankie Dettori. He's in his early 50s and has announced this is his last year of riding. Here he is winning a, a British Classic in his final year at Newmarket, which is called home since he was 14. So great scenes, and it's got us thinking about longevity in sport, enduring champions. Have you got one? I'll go the great Tom Brady. 18 years as a quarterback in the NFL. Most of that was at the New England Patriots up there at Foxborough. Of course, at the end, he went down to Tampa Bay. Six Super Bowl rings with the Patriots and one with the Buccaneers. There's no comeback, is he? I saw a movie on Friday with my Mm -hmm. brother. Mm -hmm. 80 for Brady. A movie about four old ladies who are in their 80s who fall in love with Tom and go and watch him at the (laughs) Super Bowl. Sally Field, Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda. It was a cheeky little movie. Don't think it'll win an Academy Award, Ray, but it was a bit of fun. You don't reckon he's going to come back, do you? No, he won't come back now. Who have you got for me? George Foreman. Ah, gorgeous Only because a massive Muhammad Ali man, and, and he was broken when Muhammad Ali beat him in Sayyid back in 74. Four. Yeah. Um, but he eventually, he said he went to a dark place after that. He eventually came back into the ring at, at the age of 46 years and 169 days. On June 28, 1995, he became world heavyweight boxing champion again, the oldest person to do so. Who did he beat again, Ray? Mental uh, black was a little short right jab, boom, right on the knocked chin. Knocked the bloke out, didn't it? Was yeah. it Michael Moore or was it? 
We'll find out during yeah, the ad break. I, I, I remember it was a little short one. If you blinked, you missed it. Exactly. But, but George had, had such power. power. Yeah, he certainly did. That's our talk topic, enduring champions in sport. Love to hear your thoughts on 1353 53 SMS 0419767272. Listen to Dino and Ray in the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. This is Sky Sports Radio. Heard throughout New South Wales, including Casino, 87.6 FM. Murrurundi, 98.5 FM. Hilston, 87.6 FM. And Dubbo on 90.3 FM. Mum, it's nearly Mother's Day. And we have so many great gift ideas at Bin Lee. Here's mine. Okay. A coffee machine? Yes. Fitbit? Yes. Ionic ceramic hairdryer? Yes. Fairy gun smart goggles? Yes. A drone? No. Wine fridge? No, Lionel. Retro pastel pink juicer? Yes. Really? How'd I go? Try hard, but lacks concentration. That's what my teachers used to say. No, really? You'll find the perfect Mother's Day gift ideas for your mum at Bing Lee. Bing Lee, better living every day. Experience city-class racing country style at the Darley Scone Cup Carnival. It's the richest country racing carnival in Australia, with over $2 million on offer across two fantastic days in May. Highlighted by the Darley Scone Cup and the Group 3 Emirates Park Dark Jewel. With fashions on the field and Bjorn again live after the last race on Saturday, it's the Country Cup Carnival not to be missed. The Darley Scone Cup Carnival, May 12 and 13. For hospitality packages and tickets, go to sconeraceclub.com.au. G'day, it's Sean Garlic here from Garlow's Pies. The best thing about our pies is the deliciously flaky pastry on top, a bottom which is rolled extra thin, and a filling which is bursting with flavour. Plenty of flavours to choose from, like lean beef, curry beef, sausage rolls. We even have junior pies that you can give to the whole family. Find us in the Coles and Woolworths chilled meals section. And if you can't find us, ask for us by name. Garlow's Pies, we're thin on pastry, we're big on meat. The only place to catch the very best equine superstars from around the globe, first time, every time, is right here. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network. Rockstar Ronnie in the Grand Annual. The jumping's over. He's got the lead from Police Camp. Cross Hill and Vanguard down the outside. Rockstar Ronnie, Police Camp. Is he going to run another second? He can't run Rockstar down. Rockstar is a rockstar. He's a rock star of the bull. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. That was, was Rick, that? Rick McIntosh calling for the grand stuff. annual. Uh, he, he waits for that one carnival every year, and that was Rockstar Ronnie winning the grand he annual. Like a rock star. It's the longest race, and I think Rick's looking for the finishing post as much as the horse at, at times. Just before we did a race replay, yeah. Ray Rooster Man. Ray had the same food poisoning from fish fingers. Oh. As a kid, cannot go near seafood. Ever since. There you go. There you go. These things stick in our psyche, they do. don't oh, they? It, it Weird stuck stuff. in mine. Um, good one here from uh, Polly. Roost, uh, yeah, go the roosters, says Polly. Morning Rain, Tanya the, and Dino. The great Heather Mackay. We tend to forget about how good she was, Dino. You know, she won 16 consecutive British Opens from 1962 to 1977 when that was the, the world title, essentially, in squash. And in that period, she was undefeated. Extraordinary, isn't it? Undefeated in the world stage. She was unbelievable. One of the greatest sports people of all time, Dino. We'll go straight into our race replays from Gosford yesterday. Terrific day up there, Dino. Really good crowd. They 
obviously enjoyed the day because we had some spectacular racing. We saw a pretty good horse. I think he's a star on the rise. Take over target stakes. His name, think about it. Think about it down the outside, and Clemenceau's taking a rails run, a few lengths to make up. It's uh, Bacchanalia in front from Think About It the outside. Bacchanalia and Think About It. Think About It went home best. Think About It knocked off Bacchanalia. We're Foxfighter third, I'd say, just in front of Clemenceau. He's a good horse, Think About It, heading towards the Stradbroke. One more lead up run in Brisbane prior to the Stradbroke on June 10. This is a good horse. John Sargent and Kieran McAvoy, they found the key to Palmetto, winner of the coast. King makes a move now, military expert, pulling into a three-wide position, giving chase. Palmetto tracks up, pretty amazing to the outside and Kiobi back on the inside trying to pick up into the straight. I've been trying is just the leader from military expert Kiobi. Palmetto starting to hit top gear now. I've been trying, tackled by Palmetto down the middle and Palmetto charges to the lead to win the coast and win it comfortably. Kiobi second or oh, third, I'm not sure... Yeah, just too good, Palmetto, right back into form, as is our next winner, the Gosford Gold Cup, Estefini, four and a half years without a winner, the former Hungarian Horse of the Year, back to his best. Quality time under the pump now from Kiss the Bright as they turn. Boadajon on the outside of Desert Icon. Lord Ardmore getting a rails run. Estefani working into the clear. Quality time just led at the 200 metres. There's a charge. Estefani's coming through. Lord Ardmore up the inside, but Estefani draws clear. Estefani takes out the Gosford Gold Cup. Navajo Peak got second in front of Boadajon. Go to Brisbane now. The carnival really starting to heat up up there. Zaki was attempting to become the first horse to win three consecutive Hollandale stakes. He does so and in the process becomes just the eighth horse to bank $10 million in prize money. And a tissue still last, but they start to pack up. Colding the leader. McDonald now says, go boy on Zaki at the top of the straight. Skyman went back to the rail. Zarek now presents, then followed new man, date and a tissue to the outside. Zaki, a narrow leader at the 200. He's got a fight on his hands. Zarek's out after him, a half length away. Quetor back to the inside. Zaki's digging in with 100 to go. Zarek, Quetor on the inside. Zaki's just in front, and he's going to do it. He's now a $10 million man. He makes it history in three Hollandales. What a champ. He beat Chwetor and Zarek. Yeah, an amazing horse, Saki, as a rising nine-year-old, wins the Hollandale Stakes for the third consecutive year, now heading towards, obviously, the uh, Doombin Cup. Group one racing in Adelaide yesterday, the Robert Sangster Stakes for Phillies and Mares. It was Kieran Maher and David Eustace again. Derides gives them something to catch. She powers for the line. She's a couple on Marabi. Then on the outside now, starting to hit top gear. Bella Nipotina, Ruthless Dame also wider out. Ruthless Dame, another award steaming late. Ruthless Dame in front, another award. It's the three-year-old filly, Ruthless Dame in the Sangster. Ruthless Dame beat another award. Photo third. Zappen. Yeah, Ruthless Dame, pretty handy filly and gives Kieran Mo and David Eustace their ninth group one for the season. They're having a tremendous season. Overnight in England, we had the first of the British classics. As I mentioned earlier, it was that man, Frankie Dettori, on Shaldine winning the 2000 guineas. The favourites well beaten, both the O'Brien horses well beaten, they run into the dip, Caldy and Farsight, High Royal just can't run straight, then behind those Royal Scotsman and Noble Style and Dubai Mile, Caldean on the far side, out in front, the Dewhurst winner in the hands of Frankie Dottori in his final season and he wins another Guineas, Caldean wins it from High Royal, then Royal Scotsman. Caldean, okay, that's how you pronounce it and Frankie Dottori, what a 
extraordinary, enduring champion, Dino. Yeah, I agree with you, Ray. Sorry, I was daydreaming. You there. were there. I, I, I'm, I'm reading you, some of these. Okay. Well, okay, ready? This is a classic, okay. Ray. Shane from Butterham, he got me again. Hey, guys, if you're sick of from fish fingers, I wouldn't shy away from seafood as I don't think there's much seafood in those fingers. <laughs> That's a very, very good point. Old Pete's been waiting patiently. Good morning, old Pete. Good morning. I was 86 the other day, Ray. Oh, happy birthday to you, You're part of our you, talk mate. topic, yeah. old Pete. <laughs> yeah. Well, my one is uh, walking a miler from uh, New Zealand. I think he broke the four-minute mile when he was 18. Mm. And then either on his 40th birthday or his 40th year, he won the four-minute mile again. Yeah, and he won a couple that, of gold medals on the way through. Yeah, to a couple of gold medals. And yeah. the other long one was Sluggo Miller that played for Manly in, oh, in rugby. Yeah. and yeah. I, I think he was 46 or 47. He was still playing first grade for Slaggy Miller. Yeah, he played over yeah. 400 games, didn't he? The grandstand at Manly Oval is or was the other thing, Could I say one more thing? Yes, mate. Yeah. Well, the, far, the furthest I've ever seen a group one race ever was Todman winning the Canterbury Guineas. Mm. You just have a look at it. I reckon it was half a furlong. <laughs> he God, did, did I was there. I couldn't believe. He, he did win by that, a huge space, yeah. He he was something. Yeah, it was just bad luck he broke down. Yeah, no good. We, we were looking forward to the the challenge. He and Tullock that yeah. year, like the, he won the Hobart Phil uh, uh, Tullock then won the, the Warwick Stakes. That's right. Yeah, he won the Canterbury Guineas and broke down, and Tullock went on to win Derby by about eight, eight straight. I think, yeah, I think they met twice, old Pete, and it was um, one win apiece between Tullock and Tobman. World record for Group 1 is the great secretary with his 31 lengths win in the Belmont. And, of course, they know this is the 50th anniversary of his Triple Crown clean sweep, starting with the Kentucky Derby. And we'll um, listen to the Kentucky Derby at about 9 o'clock, but here is the great Secretariat. Now and they're in the stretch, it's sec Secretariat. Secretariat on the outside to take the lead. Sham holding in second. It's Secretariat moving away, he has it by two and a half. Sham, then on the outside, our native. At the wire, it's going to be Secretariat. He wins it by two lengths. Sham is second, our native third by an F. The only place to catch the very best equine superstars from around the globe, first time, every time, is right here. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Unlike any other SUV in Australia, the unrivaled Kia Sorento is available in diesel, petrol, hybrid, and plug-in hybrid technologies. The Kia Sorento. Awarded and unmatched like no other seven-seat SUV. To find out more, visit kia.com.au yeah. or visit your nearest Kia dealer. Kia. Movement that inspires. Get live racing on tap with a tap app. See every earth-shattering race live. With not one, not two, but all three Sky Racing channels. Plus tips from Sky experts. And a bit of this. This too. Some of this... And this. For all three Sky Racing channels on tap, download the Tap app. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. 
Experience city-class racing country style at the Darley Scone Cup Carnival. It's the richest country racing carnival in Australia with over $2 million on offer across two fantastic days in May. Highlighted by the Darley Scone Cup and the Group 3 Emirates Park Dark Jewel. With fashions on the field and Bjorn again live after the last race on Saturday, it's the Country Cup Carnival not to be missed. The Darley Scone Cup Carnival, May 12 and 13. For hospitality packages and tickets, go to sconeraceclub.com.au. Walking regularly to school is a great way to exercise. Friday the 19th of May is National Walk Safely to School Day. And remember... Active kids are healthy kids. Find us at walk.com.au, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. I've been trying tackle by Palmetto down the middle and Palmetto charges to the lead to win the coast and win it comfortably. Kyobi second. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Yeah, Palmetto winning the coast. He's really struck form with a vengeance this autumn. Let's find out how trainer John Sargent found the key to him. John, good morning. Good morning, Ray. Thanks for joining us, John. And what has been the key to the turnaround in Palmetto's form this autumn? I think just just like a European horse, you've just got to give them time. Um, when he arrived from New Zealand from way down south, he was... Um, probably still weak and uh, didn't acclimatise. He didn't settle into the box life. And uh, so we put him in and out a couple of times, gave him three-month breaks twice. And uh, seems to have learnt now that um, this is the way you train in Australia. And um, he's really showing them. John, what do the owners think about pocketing a cool $500,000? Aussie dollars too. I know. I said it. I said it yesterday in the interview. Their houses wouldn't be worth a, a thirty thousand, mate. It was I'm a telling good line. you, it was a good line. Oh yeah, it's a, it's unbelievable for them because you know the the stakes, especially down there, they're running for fifteen thousand or yeah. twenty thousand, and uh, a race like that, it's a dream for them. Yeah, it was. My sister lived in in Bacargo once for a year doing um, schooling, John, and she said. Never been colder, more bleaker winter in her life than she spent down there. So I don't know what the South Island have been to the South Island, but after that report, it's, it sounds like a horror story to me. Yeah, no, it, it gets wet from now on to the next four or five months. It's uh, it's freezing, but it hardens the horses up, and oh, some uh, yeah. good horses have come up from, can, can come out of the South Island down there. Let me interrupt, John. Mm-hmm. I've been to the South Island four times. It is the most beautiful place I've there ever been to. There you go. And Queenstown is one of the nicest and most there fun places I've ever been to. Invercargill I haven't been to. Not many raps down there, John, <laughs> but the rest of the South Island, amazing. Yeah, no, it is, and especially going over the other side, uh, Fjordland and Doubtful uh, Sound and round there. It's like going to Switzerland. It's, uh, mm. it's an amazing place, and it's three hours away on a plane. Oh, you've whetted my appetite now, John. I tell you, I might have to go down there. Hey, John, what about this horse? Um, where to next? Because he is in a rich vein of form, and I think you said to me yesterday, he's only third up, and there's still a touch more improvement to come. I think so. I just saw him this morning at eight up, and uh, he seems to be thriving. So we might roll the dice and see if um, uh, have a look at the Doombin Cup. It's mm-hmm. a big step up with Zaki and Cohen at the weights too. But if you're in form, um, he doesn't. He loves the wet. If it rained up there, that wouldn't worry him. So we might roll the dice and go up there with him, Ray. Fair enough. You got a horse who's very much in the zone at the moment, haven't you? As is your jockey, Cameron McAvoy. He could have ridden in Adelaide or in, or at the Sunshine Coast yesterday, but he wanted to ride Palmetto in the the coast. He rode three winners yesterday. He nailed it with Palmetto, and 
uh, I dare say he'll want to stay with this horse wherever you go next. Yeah, he's um, under a stay of proceedings at the moment. He's um, a suspension. He's appealed. He's appealed it. So hopefully he can get a day or two off to get to ride in Doombin on that day because okay. um, he's going to ride for us in the Derby next week in Adelaide, and then um, and then hopefully you'll be all, uh, available to ride because he's a big part of the horse. He knows it well and uh, and believes in him. You know. Yeah. So is he definitely right to ride extra revs for you next week at Morfordville yeah. Derby? Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. He's all good. He's all good for that. He's coming into Gallop on Tuesday, reverse way, and um, and then hopefully he'll hear about his appeal next week. Fantastic. Well, best of luck. And just finally, John, we've got um, a great success yesterday, Gosford Stanlane, as was Hawkesbury a couple of weeks ago. Are you sending some of your horses to Scone for the Stanlane this weekend coming? Yes, I'll have uh, May Rose in the Dark Jewel and uh, trying to get some black type and, um, as you know, she's in form. Yeah, and okay. left Breeling will run in the, uh, the midway or the 78 1700. So they're both informed horses and, um, yeah, should run well. Yeah, the concept just works, doesn't it, John? Look, we had big crowds at Hawkesbury, big crowds again yesterday at Gosford. Scone's always a fabulous meeting. Yeah, it's, it's great. As it goes down to the gong, down at Kimbler, yeah. it's just uh, they've done a fantastic job carrying on the carnival, and um, it's good for the, those type of horses. They're not up to the top carnival horses. Well, they can go in those races, and um, as you say, the crowd yesterday, like those New Zealand owners, couldn't believe the crowd for yeah. a place like Gosford, you know? No, it was a great atmosphere. Hey, John, look, congratulations. You persevered with Palmetto. You, he's certainly rewarding you now with some really impressive performances, and I think he deserves his shot in the Doombin Cup. Best of luck going forward, Palmetto, and also next weekend with the SA Derby and, of course, at Skane. Thanks very much, guys. Here's John Sargent, trainer of Palmetto Horse. is flying, Dino. Isn't it funny, Ray, all the international guests we get on the show, they always say how flourishing racing is in this country. Yeah. The status of racing, the media coverage of racing, the crowds at the races. Mm. They always come across here and go, you guys have got it so good here because it's held it in such high esteem. Yeah, and I, you tend to, because you're in the bubble, you tend not to look at that until you... You travel like when I was in England last year at Royal Ascot, and Royal Ascot is the pinnacle pretty much of English racing, along with maybe the Derby. But outside of the racing media, there's not a lot in the mainstream media. So, and that's the same in America and other places. So, we're lucky here in Australia. It's a different mindset. Um, I hope it stays the same. I wonder if our next guest thinks the same because he's been overseas and he's back. Rich, welcome back. Good morning, mate. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, Bulldog. Yeah, mate, we've got the best racing in the world, Bulldog, but a very tired morning after the coronation. Ray, you disappointed me watching the coronation. I was watching I had both. A choice to do me, I had a choice to do me nails last night or watch the coronation. I chose the nails. What did the lovely Kay do? My wife, she was asleep. Oh, I okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about, we're just talking to John Sargent just then, and, and these standalone meetings, Rich, you've been around for a while, and since Hawkesbury was introduced, what, I think 2006 by memory, there's no patent on good ideas because other racing jurisdictions have copied them. They just work, Rich. There's no harm in copying, Ray, and these jurisdictions, these standalone meetings have been a success. I still remember that first one like you would uh, at Hawkesbury. Uh, I, was, I was in a studio hosting, and I thought, oh, Will it work or not? Will it work? It took a little while. Hawkesbury was probably the perfect place because they had Brian Fletcher, the boss of Penrith, in charge, and he made it his aim because mm. he'd been on and on about it, and it was a huge success. 
and then we thought one's enough. Then it became two, then three. What a success it's been. And the good thing is each year the wagering has lifted as the punters appreciate. These are still the big-name trainers, the big-name jockeys, the top-class horses, and the wagering. The punters have come for the ride, and it's really boosting each year in Gosford. Albeit, I have to say, I thought it was disappointing at the inside section of the track. The rail was, was very much the inferior ground. It was a wonderful buzz around the meeting, oh, and uh, we saw some great performances. And as you said, it was only a few weeks ago, and a lot of us were doubting whether Kieran McAvoy was at the top of the game. Like a champion he is, he bounced back and was on fire yesterday. Yeah, three winners, and he did look great. Um, yeah, the vibe there on track was fantastic, which it was at Hawkesbury and will be at Scone. That's what these standalones do. It brings a... Not a different audience, but a, a, a different market um, and gives people in different areas an opportunity to see the best the racing has to offer. And I think they everyone had a great day yesterday. I, I think we saw a good horse yesterday, Rich. Might have sent a couple, but I think, think about it, seriously, is the real deal. Yeah, no doubt about it. Winners are winners, aren't they, in, mm. in any sport? whether it be rugby league, AFL, winners are winners and the losers can please themselves. And this horse just knows what it's like to win. Got to give Sammy Clifford, and geez, I thought it was a good ride yeah. from an awkward mm. gate. He went forward, then he dragged back, got into a spot, and he was in the right part of the track. He was out moving while Clemenceau was probably in the wrong spot, shuffled back, had to go back to the fence. But, geez, this horse is a winner, only being beaten the once. He'll get in up to the Stradbroke, get in very light. And uh, Jay Pride, Joey Pride, and mm. good to see him in Brave, uh, his son. It's really a family affair now, the stable. And I remember when Brave was a little uh, little whippersnapper, now he speaks so well. And uh, he's a great little four guy for, for Joe and um, proven thoroughbreds. Jamie Walter has been such great to the industry. But this horse, he's a winner, Ray, and he mm. is a live chance in this Stradbroke with no weight. Absolutely, yeah. And horses that... Trainers and, and their owners persevere with, and you probably think this will never happen, but Estefini yesterday, I guess it gives us all a chance. You've got a horse that's not in form and it's not going well. If there's something there, if the trainer can identify some talent and wants to persevere, as Matthew Smith has with Estefini, there he is, four and a half years between wins, but he lands a Gosford Gold Cup. A hundred percent. It was, <laughs> look, it, it, it probably took me an hour to appreciate it, Ray, as I was just tearing up betting tickets. <laughs> but, mean, yeah. um, <laughs> it, it was, uh, yeah, look, it's those feel-good stories and those owners who have been so long just paying every month, paying every month, and they've believed in, in Matthew Smith in the stable. It was just reward for them. And it was an absolute gem of a ride from a, a young apprentice bloke who rode five winners one day. He's been a toiler. We got notoriety through takeover target, but J4, and it, I thought it was just, uh, it just goes to show that if you're in the right spot at the right time, any jockey can ride a great race, mm. and that was a perfect ride from Jay, and well done to Matty Smith and all the owners. But uh, did I see right, Ray? It was the first, now where was it mm. from? Where's it from? Hungary, the yeah. The first, yeah. first hungry bread group or black winner, winner yeah. in Ever or forty uh, years or something? Uh, was it eighty years? Whatever it was, and and then I, oh. I, I think I saw the same tweet you must have seen last time as well, Rich. And apparently they only breed about a hundred thoroughbreds in Hungary per year, so their their odds of producing a, a a good one on the world stage are pretty remote. So a, a fantastic achievement, incredible achievement. Uh, and look, I must admit, I thought that the the boat had probably sailed and left the harbour for us to fanny. But uh, the way the race panned out, there was early speed, then they all wanted to get moving and 
and Jay just got that split at the right time. It inches, like an old football game. If you go for a gap and it closes an inch better and you would have got through, if Jay was a half length further back, Kieran probably closes the gap. He doesn't. He gets through, crash bang, and Estefany wins the Gosford Cup and Richie has another bad losing race. Rich Hawaii, you got to. Beautiful spot. Waikiki, or did you go to the other islands? No, it, we went to uh, just Waikiki. Uh, it was a bit of a story behind it, but if I can bore you for 30 seconds, it was. I remember back in 2015 at Christmas, my mum and dad said, listen, everyone, we're having our 50th anniversary in two years. All you boys and your kids, everyone, we're going to go to Hawaii for seven days. And sadly, my brother Mac got crook and, and passed away just prior to mum and dad's 50th anniversary. And then when my wife had the, uh, had the health scare, I, as soon as I could, bang, we wanted to go to Hawaii. It was, uh, it was, we finally got there and we, we did nothing. We swam with the turtles. Uh, one bloke on the boat yelled out, there's a whale. And then I kind of poked my head up. He said, no, it's not. It's okay. It's just, uh, just turtles. <laughs> I was waiting for the punchline. <laughs> I was going to say it. You stole my thunder. Hey, good on you, Rich. Welcome back. You got the day off, mate? Are you straight back into it today? No, I'm uh, on the way to Mudgee. That's I'm on it. Gurry Cup oh, Day. He loves just, Mudgee. Uh, oh, I've just been up in the first Bulldog. Oh, look, I, I haven't got that, but I'm pretty sure it's running. Songbird Star in the first race. Yeah, the race first starter. I haven't checked the yeah. scratchings. I'll do that. Tanya's about to give us the scratchings, but that's and race one, number two. Can I just say one yeah. thing? Yeah. My two sports people, surely Quade Cooper's 70. He's still playing, <laughs> yeah. and he's going to the World Cup. And I reckon I've got the winner all done. Yeah. Cliffy Young. Cliffy yeah. Young in athletics. A couple of people have mentioned Cliffy. He's quite amazing. Hey, good on you, Rich. Welcome home. Welcome back. And we'll listen and watch you this afternoon on Sky Thoroughbred Central. See you, boys. Thanks, Rich. There's Richie Keona. He's covering the big Guri Cup meeting at Mudgee today. So best of luck to everyone up there at Mudgee. Tanya's in studio with the scratchings for Mudgee and other venues today. Good morning, Tan. Indeed I do. Morning, everyone. Racing in New South Wales today is at Mudgee and the Sapphire Coast and Gatton we'll have a look at in Queensland. Starting with Mudgee, the weather is showers. The track is soft five. The rail out four metres from the 900 to the 600 to the remainder and there are 25 scratchings. From race one, take number one, hot extraction. Three, young Henry, 10, Lock Anton Lady and 11, Outback Pat 1, 3, 10 and 11 Race 2 is clear Race 3, number 2, Big Time Charlie 5, Jackson's Day 8, Mickey's Pride, 10, Lula's Attack and 13 Ruby and Lola 2, 5, 8, 10 and 13 Out of Race 4, number 5 Slush Fund, 6, Genzano, 7, Case Bolt and the Emergency 13, 5, 6, 7 and 13. Race 5, number 3, Just Ace, 9, Walk Up Start, 13, Our Orator, 14 per capita and the Emergency 17, 3, 9, 13, 14 and 17. To race 6, take out 1, Oakfield Twilight, 4, How's It Kev, 13, Silver City, 14, Echo Road and the Emergency 17, 1, 4, 13, 14, 17, also the Emergency 18 from Race 6 and Race 7, take out 9, Shooting Czar, number 9 from Race 7 at Mudgee. The Sapphire Coast, the weather is raining, the track is soft 7, the rail is true and there are 15 scratchings. The first race is clear. From Race 2, take 3, Yesterday's Gone and 7, Heavenly Light, 3 and 7. 
Race three, number eight, Shoot 'em Straight, number eight. From the fourth, number four, Miss Adrenaline, and six, Red Hot Sass, four and six. From race five, number seven, Audacious Bell, 13, Ruby's Talent, and the Emergency, 15, seven, 13, and 15. Race six, number one, Another Val, three, Encantado, five, Guitar George, seven, Kenka, and 13, Tilly's Love, one, three, five, seven, and 13 from race six. And race seven, number one, Sheriff, and seven, Mil Ciento, one and seven from race seven at the Sapphire Coast. Up to Gatton, the weather is fine. The track are good for. The rail is true and 31 scratchings. From race one, take out numbers one and five. From race two, one, four, eight, 10, 12, 13 and 14. From the third, take out five, number five, race four, number nine, number nine, race five, five and eight, five, eight, and the emergencies 13 through to 17. That's from race five. From race six, take out three, four and five, three, four and five, race seven, number one. From race eight, numbers one, five, 10 and 11, and race nine, take out one, two, four and the emergency 15. One, two, four, five and 15 from race nine at Gatton. Thanks, Tan. Tips today, Mudgee race two, number three, four o'clock knock into race five, number five, Thorpe. Surely it's his day today for Thorpe in the Goury Cup. Um, I thought number 15, in race six, number 15, construction master each way can run a race. Sapphire Coast today, race four, number two, Port Douglas. What a holiday destination that is. Dino Port Douglas, absolutely love it. Race four, number two, Port Douglas into race seven, number eight, Ronnie Rock Art each way. couple of SMSs there, Dino, about our talk topic. Absolutely. Craig's text in nominating Kelly Slater. Yes. Mm. Uh, lots of text coming in. This one's from Polla, who leads the charge by nominating Cliffy Lyons. you got a couple of runs, Cliffy Lyons. Who's still yeah. playing, I think, probably somewhere at the great Cliffy Lyons. No, no name on this one. Andrew Hoy. Do you know he's been to eight Olympics? Eight Olympics. In the question. Extraordinary. Steve from Rooney Hill says Cameron Smith, 400 NRL games, which is quite incredible. Damo says, apart from the Kentucky Derby, can you tell me what's the other two races that make up the Triple Crown? That is the Preakness Stakes and then the Belmont Stakes. Also, Damo says, go the Eels today. Here's the news. Hello, I'm Sarah Warmby. King Charles III has been crowned and enthroned at a ceremony at Westminster Abbey. Ninety heads of state attended the coronation. The BBC Simon Jones has more. A deeply religious ceremony steeped in symbolism to crown a new monarch at Westminster Abbey for the first time in 70 years. As the gold St Edward's crown was carefully placed on King Charles's head by the Archbishop of Canterbury, the crowds watching on big screens on the mall cheered. King Charles prayed that he would be a blessing to people of every faith and conviction. Prince William pledged allegiance to his father, then kissed him on the cheek. The events culminated in an appearance on the balcony of Buckingham Palace by the King and Queen Camilla and a fly-past by the Red Arrows, the enthusiasm of the crowd undimmed by the wet weather. Royal fans of all ages line the mall to see the King and Queen. 45-year-old teacher Catherine Diddy has told the ABC being part of the celebrations is about being part of history. I think it's the memory, it's building memories and saying, you know, where were you when this happened? And to say that we were actually here. So many of my friends, I put it on Facebook and so many of my friends were like, oh, I'm so jealous, I really wish that I'd made this decision. And to be honest, it was a bit of a last-minute decision for us in the end. I am denied about it, but I'm really glad that we came. 
Australians might see cost of living relief sooner than expected. The federal government is planning to raise an extra $2.4 billion over the next four years through taxes on offshore gas companies. A Treasury review of the petroleum resource rent tax prompted the change that will see the liquefied natural gas industry pay more tax sooner than anticipated. A Melbourne woman has survived for five days in dense bushland with only a bottle of wine to drink. Gal Watson has the story. 48-year-old Cheltenham woman Lillian went missing while on holiday in Bright. On Friday afternoon, the police air wing spotted Lillian's car at the end of a dirt road in the Mittermitter bushland and she was found safe and well. Police say she'd been attempting to drive to Dartmouth Dam when she hit a dead end at the end of the Yanaki Point track and realised she'd taken a wrong turn. Her car became bogged as she attempted to turn around. With no mobile car Coverage and unable to walk out due to health issues, she stayed with the car and waited. She only had a few snacks and lollies with her, but no water. Lillian doesn't usually drink alcohol, but all she had with her was a bottle of wine that she'd bought as a gift for her mother, and that got her through. Events will be held today across the country to celebrate Kids Athletics Day. The day aims to give the opportunity for young people to participate in a fun, positive and safe sporting environment. Athletics are Australia General Manager of Growth and Development, Adam Bishop, says sport can set up children for life. Well, it's a, it's a global celebration of athletics, but, uh, you know, importantly, athletics is one of those uh, fundamental movement skills sports. So it's the basis of pretty much all sports. Also in news, police in Tasmania have charged a 42-year-old man over an alleged road rage incident in the town of Ross in the state's Midlands yesterday. And recent research suggests artificial sweeteners may increase our risk of developing type 2 diabetes. This is Air News. In the NRL's Magic Round, South Sydney have celebrated a decisive 28-12 win over Melbourne at Lang Park. Rabbitohs coach Jason Demetrio says the team worked hard. Yeah, yeah, pretty pleased. I've three games up here and last four games and to come away with six points is pretty pleasing. Uh, really proud of the way the boys prepped this week. Um, their attitude to the game was first class and they got the rewards. The Dolphins and Panthers also posted wins. Richmond has thrashed the West Coast Eagles 104-58. to Eagles coach Adam Simpson says while the team's seventh loss is disappointing, there has been some growth. We get the criticism and that is what it is. But we are on a journey. We are working really hard on development, getting our young players through the side, hit the draft right and get available. And it's just not going to be a quick fix. The Gold Coast threw everything at Melbourne last night, but came up just short of an upset as the Demons held on by five points. Fremantle big winners over Hawthorne beating them by 69 points. The Bulldogs and Cats also had wins. Sydney FC has won their elimination final, beating Western Sydney 2-1. It means Sydney FC and Melbourne City will face off in Friday night's first semi-final. Then Adelaide United take on Central Coast in the second semi-final on Saturday. And Manchester City has gone four points clear at the top of the Premier League table after beating Leeds 2-1. Australian Independent Radio News. On Gilgandra 87.6 FM, Goulburn 94.3 FM, Byron Bay 87.6 FM and Sydney 10.17am. This is Sky Sports Radio, your racing and sports leader. 
Mum, it's nearly Mother's Day. And we have so many great gift ideas at Bin Lee. Here's mine. Okay. A coffee machine? Yes. Fitbit? Yes. Ionic ceramic hairdryer? Yes. Fairy gun smart goggles? Yes. A drone? No. Wine fridge? No, Lionel. Retro pastel pink juicer? Yes. Really? How'd I go? Try hard, but lacks concentration. That's what my teachers used to say. No, really? You'll find the perfect Mother's Day gift ideas for your mum at Bing Lee. Bing Lee, better living every day. There's a new place to get it all on tap. And it's in your pocket. The Tab app has live racing. Touchdowns. Downtowns. The beautiful game. Australia's biggest game. Our other biggest game. A bit of this. This. Come on, ref. And this. For racing and sport on tap, download the Tab app. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. On Sky Sports Radio, the traffic report. Want an everyday dinner set good enough for guests? Big W stylish and sturdy range from Open Nook lets you plate up with pride. Open Nook Homewares from Big W. In Des Moines, roadworks on Victoria Road have delays heading in both directions between Henley Marine Drive and Westbourne Street, closing two lanes going both ways with a reduced speed to 40 kilometres per hour as well. In the CBD, ongoing roadworks are closing George Street heading in both directions between Hunter Street and Bridge Street. Sydney streets will transform Redfern, Darlinghurst and Haymarket this winter. Starting May 13 in Redfern with live music, food and fun. Visit whatson.sydney slash sydneystreets. I'm Thomas Reeve, number one of racing on Sky Sports Radio. On the big sports breakfast, interstate weather. Sydney today, some showers developing a top of just 17 degrees. Melbourne showers about only 13 degrees, a cold one for Melbourne today. Uh, Brisbane, a shower or two developing later in the day, a top of 26 degrees. Similar in Perth, shower two and 24. It's it's the same right across the board pretty much. Adelaide, possible shower, just 16 degrees. Hobart, shower two and 12. Darwin, it wins, definite clubhouse leader. Sunny Sunday, top of 33 degrees up there in Darwin. And for Canberra, rain, just nine degrees. And Spencer Lenu wins the game for the Penrith Panthers. Good to one with a shot. He's done it again. It's the same combination of Manchester City 2, Leeds United 0. Milford gets it off. He's got oh, it. It is fast becoming balanced. Defane's night at Suncorp. A double on debut. And it comes. And LaFondra with 10 minutes to go. Puts Sydney FC into the lead. Is that the crucial blow that sends Sydney through to the last four? On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. And welcome back to the show with Dino and Ray in the second hour. Peter Peters will join us very shortly, a little later in this half hour. Karen McAvoy, after his big three winners yesterday at Gosford, will be on the show. League Super Quiz time. Wayne's let us know. Eight four, Eight Dino. four, you've jumped on me, Ray. Early lead for the good I guys. think I led too early. Did you? It's you must have strung together. You're like South. I think you've strung together very early five days. straight wins. What happens when I'm OS? Does it just null and void for the time being? No, if you're not here, you're forfeit. Well, what happens then? Well, you lose Anything five in a row. Anything could happen. I'll lose five. Exactly. I'll lose five in a row. Correct. 
It's called a forfeit, right? You're a hard man, Jared Daffy, with all the uh, sporting odds. A little later in this hour, also, we'll cross live to Louisville, Kentucky for the Kentucky Derby, one of the famous races. And, of course, as Tanya mentioned, this could also be part of our talk topic, which is Enduring Champions, and that is Secretariat. In 1973, he won the Kentucky Derby, he won the Preakness, he won the Belmont, first horse in nearly 40 years to win the Triple Crown, ran race records in each of the three legs. Those race records stand to this day. And in the Belmont, he went 224 flat. That remains a world record for 2,400 metres on dirt to this day. How do you remember all these figures? Oh, I love Secretariat. Do you know what he did last week? Secretariat, he's dead. No, you. Oh, me? No, probably not. No. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon our next guest could almost be part of our talk topic. Enduring champions. Enduring. He is. Well, the champion bit I could probably erase. No, he is a but champion. But an, an enduring figure slash character in our great game of rugby league. I'll insert. Has champion. he been around 30, 40, or 50 years? I can remember him since I was a kid. Yeah. Let's ask him. Yep. Peter Peter Zorb, good morning. Morning, guys. And it's 54 years, thanks. 54 years. So, what age yeah, and where were you when you started, King? Uh, I left. School at Kira Boys High School in Wollongong, and I started my journalistic career three weeks later. Um, and from there, moved to Goulburn on the Goulburn Evening Post. I was editor of the Moss Vale newspaper at age about oh, 20, 21. That would have been I, fun, Zorb. Um, that would have been fun. Pardon? That would have been fun. Could you imagine the beat up? Would have been fun. Right? I had an old box brownie, and uh, I went to the Bong Bong picnics. <laughs> And as I was editor, I was photographer, I was police roundsman, I was <laughs> Funny about that, council yeah. roundsman. You did I, everything, yeah. I took about 40 shots, and the only shot that came out was um, uh, the horse's head with a wreath around it, and that was a front page picture. <laughs> you have to take the lens off, King. <laughs> <laughs> the old box, apparently, you, you, oh, you, you stood over yeah. the top of it and looked down. Um, what a magic round so far this weekend. Yeah, what do you, what do you um, make of it, Zorb? What do you make of it? Well, I... Um, I, I'm, I'm happy they've had good weather and mm. the ground has just stood up. I wouldn't like to be the Titans and Parramatta playing the 625 game tonight. <laughs> I think it'll be a bit um, it'll be a bit dodgy by then, but it's sort of stood up. It's interesting that um, the NRL are going to um, really put the magic ground up for grabs, um, so it'll need to be at a ground that that can handle um, all of the games in three days. So. That'll be interesting too, but yeah, they've done it well there. Look, I, I think, I think the big thing to come out of um, this magic round happened last night. I, I rate that win by the Dolphins over a side that I really rate in the competition. I gave them a huge rap last week. I didn't think with the players out that they had last night that the Dolphins would get anywhere near the Cronulla Sharks, but they whacked them, and they whacked them with a side that was. You know, really, when you go through the Dolphins' side, there were very few of them that you would pick ahead of mm. their opposite in the Sharks' side. But that doesn't matter to Wayne Bennett. Why, mate? Why wait? Move over, Wally. I reckon you should have company immediately. The QRL and the Queensland Government and the NRL should get started today and order a bronze statue, mate, for King Wally Lewis out the front of the Suncorp Stadium, it has to be a no-brainer. King Wally uh, or Wayne Bennett? Wayne Bennett. Yeah. <laughs> Wayne Bennett. Wow. <laughs> Still coaching 36 years after he started. Now, 
His first year was 1987, the year of the last grand final at the SCG between Canberra and Manly. And he was assistant coach or co-coach with the late, great Johnny Ferner. Good mate of yours and mine, Bulldog, uh, Donny. And um, still miss to this day very much. But that's where Bennett started. And the next year, he coached the Broncos in their first ever game in the NRL. And they whacked Manly. Um, the Premiers. And it was a famous game for a lot of reasons. Can you remember, Bulldog, what happened in that game? The 1987 Grand Final. Kevin Ward was man of the match. It was a stinking hot day. The last game no, at the SCG. 1988, the year after. Oh, right. 88, I'm sorry. Well, that's when uh, Terry Lamb uh, clocked Ellery Hanley. 1988, first game of the year for the Broncos against Manly. Donnie McKinnon on the field. Mm. That's right, when he watered the flowers on the field <laughs> in a scrum. 44 to 12, I think it might have been Zorb. Yeah, we're pretty good. Well done. Okay, well, you know, Bennett, it's never going to be repeated. 36 years, 900 games. Mm. That's enough proof to put a bigger statue than Wally's got out the front. And I don't think anybody would begrudge that, even his army of critics, and he's got plenty of those, and I've been one of those over the years at some stages of his career. But how he's reinvented himself at the Dolphins is, um, is beyond me. Maybe he's got a great assistant in Christian Wolf, but the style of football they are playing on Magic Weekend, Wayne Bennett has proved he's a coaching Houdini. <laughs> and that win last night, 36-16, was memorable in his great career. And you could tell he enjoyed it. He was pretty lively in the press conference and that crooked mouth, there was a smile on it most of the way. Um, down on experience, no Jesse Bromwich, no Mark Nichols, no Sean O'Sullivan, no Bronco Lee, and they just scored six tries to three and it stunned the sellout crowd. Mm. After ten rounds, who can believe that they're fifth alongside some of the NRL's heavyweight sides and they're fast building a terrific fan base in Brisbane and around Queensland and New South Wales. And he produced a little-known juggernaut centre last night who scored two tries on debut. And he's a big, strong thing. Formerly played rugby union. We hadn't heard a lot of him. He's been playing in the, um, in the, in the Queensland competition. And we've got to remember that the late, great Artie Beeson started his career at Redcliffe, the Dolphins, mm. as a centre before he moved to the forwards after coming to Sydney to play with Balmain. Val Taware stunned the, the Sharks with his power. And you've got to remember, he was up against two of the biggest centres in the game, in Talakai and Ramian. Wonderful debut, great win. Mm-hmm. Now, Zorb, we're going to disagree, as we often do. I've already said on this show this morning that if the Newcastle Knights were given 16 days between games and they were told pre-season that they could organise a f- holiday with their family, I think they should be allowed to go wherever they want to go. They shouldn't be told, you can go here, you can't go there. This is not a socialist country, as long as they get back on time and they're fit and focused. Do you agree with that criticism that Newcastle copped for yes, having 100%. some players go to Bali? 100%. They get paid to play rugby league and... <sighs> A holiday in Bali is the worst thing that could happen to a football player. But are you angry at the players or the the club for giving them the holiday? The club. 
absolutely just the club, not the players. Um, I wouldn't go if I was a Newcastle player. Um, Bali would be the last place I'd want to go in, 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 in the football season. And I don't know whether you've said it's a family holiday. Well, you know, I, I, I don't know whether the six that went um, or are still there, I don't know. Uh, I don't know whether they took their family with them, whether they're single or not. Uh, but all I know, I've only been to Bali once. I wouldn't go back. Um, I think, you know, players are risking um, illness. They're risking a lot of things by going to Bali. Um, and, and certainly it's not the sort of place that I think a footballer should be um, in the middle of a season where they're struggling. Um, they're, they're, they're currently on on 10 points and in 12th position, uh, equal 12th position. Um, I, you know, I, I think they should be here. And mm. I think they've been thin-skinned, coppered on the chin, and it's a mistake. And I think Gus should be um, applauded. Look, he's paid the big bucks to give his opinion. And he's been around the game a long time as a player, as a coach, as an official. Um, and, you know, he's not paid the big dollars for nothing. His value is his view counts. And on this occasion, I agree with him 100%. Fair enough. Hey, um, so Broncos now after 10 games there on 16 points. They lead the competition by two points from South Sydney on 40. And then there's a bunch of team on uh, teams on 12, um, a couple of teams on 10 points. So it's very tight below these top two. After what we've seen so far in Magic Round, are they the teams to beat this year, Broncos and Rabbits? Oh, I, the Broncos were good with Payne Haas back and, um, and, and Mann back. I thought they were pretty good, but their test's going to come um, when State of Origin starts. And it'll indeed start on Thursday when they play the Storm uh, down in Melbourne on Thursday night. So mm. I think from here on in, We'll know where the Broncos are going. I, I like them, but I don't think they're going to match um, South Sydney or Penrith or maybe a couple of other teams come uh, the, um, the big end of the season. Um, I, don't think, uh, I don't think they've got it. Um, we'll see. They're certainly um, going very well for Kevy at the moment, but I think we're going to see a, um, a dipsy doodle for them uh, come state of origin. Hey, um, so if you like this, Mark has texted in a Bennett statue. The mind boggles as to the pose that he would make for the statue. He wouldn't well, like it. <laughs> I think, um, I think with a with a big um, Houdini like um, pose, that would be good because he he is a Houdini of He's a coach. Amazing. He's incredible. He is amazing coach, and 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 we'll never see it again. <laughs> it's a one off in rugby league, so. You know, let's enjoy it. Yeah. I, I, I thought he was at the top of his game last night in that press conference. He looked comfortable, and why not? Um, he looks uh, happy, mm. and he knows he's shoving it up everybody. Yep, and that team is going great guns. Hey, Zorb, in Sydney and around New South Wales, a wet, cold Sunday. But we've got three games to sit back, watch, and enjoy this afternoon. 1.50pm, West Tigers versus Dragons. Roosters, Cowboys at 4pm. 6.25pm, Titans and Eels. How do you see these three games, Zorb? Yeah, I think they're all interesting, uh, Ray, and, and, and I'll go through those in a sec. I just want to relate to South Sydney last night. I thought... The unleashing of a ground attack to sink the storm was, you know, clever coaching. Um, South showed why they're a huge chance in 2023 
when they showcased the silky kicking skills of, of Cody Walker and Latrell Mitchell on the ground. Most sides go in the air, but South last night in and behind, and it was all set up beautifully. The players knew what was on. Three tries of their five. Not a coincidence that, um, that those tactics worked last night um, to sink the Melbourne Storm. It was terrific. There's something that I'd like the league to look at in the 57th minute. I thought Latrell Mitchell went overboard when in possession of the football and what happened in a tackle by Harry Grant, who was on the ground. I was surprised that he wasn't penalised or even maybe sin-binned. Mitchell's a great, great player, Mm. but he can be tackled. And uh, I I thought the referee was... um, um, Went pretty easy on that one. Mm. Uh, great work by Alex Johnson. Two tries in his 200th game. Boy, what a weapon he's been for uh, for South Sydney for a long, long time. Today's games, West Tigers versus the Dragons. Can, can the Tigers repeat their great win of last week? Well, it was pouring rain um, up in Bathurst for that game. And um, it'll, be, um, it'll be fine and, um, and conditions good today. I think the Dragons are a better side than where they are on the competition. But they've obviously got some internal problems. Um, I find it a hard game to tip. But I'm going to go for the Dragons to beat the West Tigers today. I'm going for the Roosters to um, to beat a very disappointing Cowboys side. Um, the fall from where they were this time last year by the Cowboys is a, um, is a huge drop. And in the last game, and I wouldn't like to be playing in this one because... The conditions on the ground um, will be pretty ordinary. Um, It'll be cut up after uh, all the games we've seen this weekend so far and on Friday. Um, Titans versus Parramatta. Um, I think um, the Parramatta Eels will continue their their rise, steady rise up from the bottom of the table and beat the Titans um, at Suncorp to end Magic Round. Before I let you go, Zorb, a couple of SMSs from our listeners, the factors. So can you please ask Zorb if he thinks the Dolphins' performance so far is embarrassing for a number of clubs? And also from Wayne and Catherine of Hill Bay, can you ask about Tommy Turbo's form? Double barrel question there for you, Zorb. Well, the Dolphins I've spoken about, I, mm. I, I think it's just amazing what Bennett's done. And to see them where they are, equal with Penrith, the Sharks, who they thrashed last night, and the Storm, and the Roosters, who have a chance to go to 14 today, that's that's high company. Mm. And after after 10 rounds, that's a fair dip into the competition, um, almost coming up to um, to the halfway mark in the Premiership rounds. Tommy Turbo, um, look, uh, he's nowhere near the player he, he was a couple of years ago in that freakish uh, performance, but he's he's happy with how his body is coping. Um, I think those in front of him um, need to pull their socks up and give Tom an opportunity to play behind a side that's attacking because attacking is his forte. Um, and, and it's hard to attack when you don't complete your, se- mm. your sets and, and, and you're not in try-scoring positions. He's also got um, some pretty ordinary players in that back line at the moment that... Um, that wouldn't be there if they were at full strength. So I, I think he's going okay, but nowhere near what he was. But let's hope that um, that, that happens in um, in the next part of the competition because mm. uh, Manly certainly need him, and I think the game needs him, and he's happy with where he's at. So 
um, that'll do me. That's a fair call. Hey, so appreciate it as always. Enjoy the footy this afternoon, and we'll talk next Sunday. Okay, boys. Have a good one. See There's you, Peter Peters joining us with all things NRL. Before we go to a couple of quick callers, Dino Pete's asked, can you have a coach as an immortal? Obviously referring to Wayne Bennett. Excellent question. Yeah. Excellent question. I don't see why not. Mm. Should it just be to players? That's a really good point. There might be a story in the Telegraph tomorrow I'm tipping coming from... I mean, I'll even go as far as totally left field, right? Mm. What about the media? What about about a Ray Ray Warren? Yeah. Or a chippy. Or a Peter Fralingos. I'm just throwing it out there. Exactly. Peter's on the line. He's been waiting patiently for us. Really appreciate it. Peter, good morning. Good morning, Ray. Thanks for waiting, Pete. What do you got for us, mate? Mate, the one, the only, and it cannot be broken... 33 consecutive premierships. Mm. You know who I'm talking yeah. about. Great TJ Smith. Yeah. Great TJ. That'll never be broken. I think it's in the Guinness Book of World Records yep. for 10 records, 10 sporting records that'll never be broken. Do you reckon Chris that Waller might one. give it a nudge, Pete? Sorry? Do you reckon Chris Waller could give it a nudge? He's got a long, uh, got a long way to go, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, but like, to be fair about it, TJ only used to race two days a week, two city meetings a week. Now there's such an avalanche of racing. It's possible. Mm. It's possible, but... It's a high standard I'm to maintain. I don't think I'd like to. Yeah, it's a high Actually, standard. Of, the, 20 years to go, hasn't he? So it's a high standard to maintain. I had the pleasure of being interviewed by you about 27 years ago. Okay, yeah. Don't know if you remember it. I'm, tr- I'm trying <laughs> to think back, Pete. Mm, yeah. Might be a struggle, Pete. Where, where would that be, mate? Melbourne yeah. Cup. Melbourne Cup, yeah. What's your last name, I Pete, can I ask? I'm a Penrith boy. Yeah. From Penrith, you gave me an award. Jeez, I'm struggling. I'll here. make it easier for you. Might and Powers, you he won. Yeah, 1997. Gave you an award. Come on, Pete, spit it out. We haven't got all day. Yeah. Linesman. Oh, your part owned linesman, is that right? Yes, you S- interviewed me. Yeah, he ran fifth in the cup, I think. To, to Might and Power. I still swear blind he should have won. He was three wide the whole way. Yeah. Might and Power and out and out better horse, yeah. but over 3,200, three wide the whole way now, and he'd be beaten a length and a quarter. It was a good run. A different ride. Yeah. He he did, he, I think he won a Sydney Cup for you too, so he was a really good horse, yeah. Peter. Yeah, good on By you. By over six lengths. That's right. All right, thanks anyway. Good on you, thanks, Peter. Peter. Thanks so much, yeah. Um, I can't remember that, Dino. <laughs> it's a long Sorry. time ago. <laughs> We better take a quick break. Was it Twenty-seven years. Yeah, jeez. Listen to Dino and Ray in the Big Sports Breakfast weekend. Skipped breakfast. May the fourth. Lots. We had a text earlier. Yes. Star Wars Day. Star Wars. I love Star Wars. Do you? Watched it? Oh, oh, day. Oh, no, I, I haven't watched. Never watched. Oh, I've watched it. Episode. Episode. Never watched it. nothing. Zero major. interest ever to watch Star Wars. Wars. No, I, I didn't watch. No, a lot of it. No. Never watched it. We just said you love it. Oh, May the fourth. Oh, you just I love, love the that, day. That saying. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, gotcha. May the fourth. Listen. Ah, read, nah, just read Listen. the headline. Just read the headline. <laughs> Loz loves Star Wars. <laughs> the Big Sports Breakfast. Weekdays from 5.30 on Sky Sports Radio. Experience city-class racing country style at the Darley Scone Cup Carnival. It's the richest country racing carnival in Australia with over $2 million on offer across two fantastic days in May. Highlighted by the Darley Scone Cup and the Group 3 Emirates Park Dark Jewel. With fashions on the field and Bjorn again live after the last race on Saturday, it's the Country Cup Carnival not to be missed. The Darley Scone Cup Carnival, May 12 and 13. For hospitality packages and tickets, go to sconeraceclub.com.au. At Drummond Golf, we understand your passion. 
Nice roll. And that's because every Drummond Golf Store is owned and run by a local who loves the game as much as you do. Yeah, it's come off the face really well. Someone who knows where you play and what you need. Oh, yeah. Looking good. With Australia's biggest range and expert knowledge. Great. Now let's try that putter with this grip. So if you want to improve your game, see your local expert at Drummond Golf. Pick your favourite Kia. From the award-winning Kia Sportage to the street cred-delivering Kia Seltos or Kia's most powerful car ever, the all-electric EV6 GT. Book a test drive today to find your chosen one. Find out more at kia.com.au or drop into your nearest Kia dealer. Kia, movement that inspires. Valmaster starting to lengthen with Ken White out. Valmaster moved up with Ken and Valmaster went home best. Valmaster beat Ken for the third. White On out. Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Uh, welcome back to the show with Dino and Ray. That was Valmaster winning yesterday. One of three winners for Karen McAvoy and the champion jockey joins us on a Sunday morning. Karen, good morning. Morning, Ray. How are you? Terrific. Thanks for joining us, Karen. We, we had John Sargent on earlier and I asked him about Palmetto and what the key was to this horse. Um, you've got a lot of confidence in him, Karen, because you could have ridden in Adelaide or in Brisbane or Sunshine Coast yesterday, but you wanted to stay here and ride Palmetto in the coast. Yeah, he, um, he really did give me a good feel and, and put forward a nice effort when he won there at um, Hawkesbury. Mm. And, um, you know, he beat a smart little field and, and um, you know, that was off the back of a, of a really good first up run. And um, I, I, I could tell Sarge was pretty impressed with him as well. And, and he said he's, he's really settled into Australia now and gotten a bit stronger and, and, um, and was ready to put forward a nice preparation. And... Um, yeah, he improved again into into yesterday's race. So I was pretty happy to to lock him in, and and um, just his racing style is mm. is what um, is quite attractive as well. He, he's he's a sharp beginner and gets out into a, a forward spot and makes his own luck, so to speak. So you know, with with the the, the nice prize money available in the uh, in the coast and um, and and uh, you know some other nice races on the day, it was. It was a good decision by, by myself and my manager to, to stay here and ride him. It certainly was, yeah. And he won that race yesterday on a good four. He's even better, as we know, when he gets his toe in the ground. And I know you mentioned the Doombin Cup yesterday. I'm not sure if you've spoken to John Sargent subsequently. We had him on radio earlier, Karen, as I said. He is now thinking very seriously about a Doombin Cup in a couple of weeks with a horse who, to be fair, is in the zone at the moment. Yeah, that's right. You know, he's, he's um, heading in the right direction, obviously, it's a, Another level again when you go up uh, into the Group One level uh, of the Doombin Cup, and mm. um, you know he's, he's just in a great vein of form, the horse, and and um, you know he might just improve when he gets out to two thousand metres and and, um, and and come on a bit more. So he's he's open to to enjoying that distance, I, I believe, and um, you know you, you, you draw a marble, get a, a handy spot round Doombin, and and um, you know he, he can be be uh, right there in the business end of the race, I feel. So he's, he's got improvement to come. Karen, what do you think of the Gosford standalone? Oh, it was fantastic. Obviously, I was pretty happy with the way it worked out for me with winning the big one and a couple of others uh, on the day. But, you know, nice uh, nice crowd and, and yeah. had a really good feel about it. And, you know, you could tell the locals were out there and enjoying it. And, 
um, you know, and, and enjoying watching the, and having a punt on the good horse flesh that was there yesterday. Yeah, it's good, isn't it, Karen? You can sense the vibe, and it's a different atmosphere because you're taking the sport to um, a different audience, so to speak, at Gosford. So a really good day. You mentioned a couple of the winners, both highly impressive. Firstly, Valmaster, 60 kgs, hasn't won for a while, but he showed a lot of promise as a young horse. Could he be about to realise that potential? Yeah, he's a horse that I, I haven't had much to do with. Obviously, I've seen a fair bit of him, and I think the stable have, have, have just been patient with him. With him and uh, I know Stuart, who rides him in, in his track work, has done a, a great job with him just to get him to settle and um, and and do do his you know hopefully hopefully he can he can continue on in the in the same vein of form. Yesterday he was settled so well and 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 and, and did it at the right end of the race. He, he wasn't doing it upside down, which he has done previously in his early racing. So. Um, you know, he was lovely and relaxed yesterday in the in the middle stages. Obviously, it was a fast pace, but it was it was nice to see him just pop pop out and, and build up into it and and give his best over that last furlong. So um, there's no no reason why he can't keep improving and and maybe feature in a, in a better race um, even up north if they, if they if they want to head up there. So you know, he's a lovely big strong horse and um, um, hopefully he's got his head around what he's. What he's, what he's been asked to do now, and, and, and he can race well. Yeah, he was good yesterday, as was your other winner, and really interested in your thoughts on Home Truth. She's a Frankel mare and very likely race, only a third start in Australia. She made a mess of him yesterday, Kieran. Yeah, it was a great win. Mm. Um, you know, she, she's she's a nice, uh, rangy type of filly, and um, I, was, I was able to sit on her when she I went into to to ride uh, two fillies. One of them was another American mare that was in quarantine and, and Home Truce was the other one. Mm. And, um, and 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 she, she, she's come a long way in, in the last sort of two months since she's been in Australia. She she's, she was nice and relaxed yesterday. Um, she was a little bit revvy early on when she first got to Australia, but it was, it was great to see her do that yesterday. She was able to tuck in, get some cover. Uh, and then uh, around the corner, I just I pressed the button thinking that she might just lengthen and and, and, and build rather than quicken and, and she, she quickened really well and, and took off, and didn't she? Yeah, <laughs> yeah she, she just took off and you know strong strong through to the line without you know she was untouched in the end so um, great to see her do that and and um, she can stay a little bit further so you know I'm not sure how deep she goes into this preparation now that she's she's one like that mm. uh, I'm sure Chris will be be able to make the call on that the reason why she can't improve a bit more into next prep and. And be maybe featuring in a staying race come springtime. So we'll just wait and see how how how, um, how she how she goes there. Now, Karen, I heard you wandered into the Gosford press room yesterday. What, yeah. What's Ray like in there? Does he oh, sort of gee, carry on like he owns a joint? And oh, I'm Ray Thomas, <laughs> and this should be the Ray <laughs> Thomas press not, box. That doesn't happen. What, no, what's the attitude all, like when you see I, him at I these said, races? I said to the guys, and they're all lined up like they are working for the Gosford Turf Club. They, <laughs> they'd, they'd set up station in there, and um, everyone was working hard. And um, I was actually looking for a marker pen for signed signed a pair of goggles for a little kid out there. So, um, but no, everyone was was cracking away, getting their work done, and. Um, yeah, it was it was it was uh, it was like I said, it was a good days racing, and there was plenty of young kids there, and uh, plenty of fun. You know, so he man, devours the man tucker. Speaks the truth. Yeah, I know he does. You know, he's trying to be nice. <laughs> you know, he devours the no, tucker in that press box, don't you? If any young kid <laughs> gets in the queue, he pushes them out of way like George Costanza. <laughs> oh, I, I could almost ride the favourite in the last on that light. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, Karen. Um, uh, yeah, a couple of quick ones. Um, Frankie Dettori, our talk topic today is enduring champions. I know you've had a lot to do with Frankie when you rode for um, that length of time for Godolphin in England. He wins the 2,000 guineas overnight. This is his last year of riding. Gee, he's been a champ. Unreal. I actually had the, the race uh, recorded and paused, and you've just... Uh, oh, no. Just oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well done, Ray. Oh, sorry, mate. No, that's fine. No, it's, you know, it's great to hear that, that Frankie had Frankie won it. I, I deliberately hadn't gone on Twitter or anything as well, oh, so thanks, no. Ray. Um, we often do that with do, the I, AFL. I, I know I do it with the <laughs> AFL with yeah, you. Yeah. Do, oh, I'm sorry, mate. Jeez. No, no, you're all right. You're all right. I'm, I'm always telling Ray, don't tell me the, the, the footy score so I can get home and watch it live. But, he um, loves the swans. No, that, was, yeah. that, was, uh, that was good to good to hear that he's won it. Obviously, it was... Um, you know, he's his swan song year, and I'm not sure how many guineas he's won, but it'd be up around the eight or ten, I'd say, if you if you're adding the the two thousand and the thousand guineas um, together. So, yeah, he's been a you know a, unbelievable to to watch him over the years, and um, you know I'm I'm uh, I've been lucky enough to work alongside him, and um, yeah, he's he's still in great great uh, vein of form as well, and um, he's going to have a, a fantastic season, I'm sure. Yeah, amazing. Now, Kieran, did Ray tell you that Collingwood beat the Swans? Oh, no, no, they're on the afternoon. They're on the Saturday. <laughs> You'll be watching I've got that. that taped and yeah. I'm also going to be going to be taping the, the basketball this morning yeah. and and, uh, and watch that. So I can fast forward all the bloody timeouts they have in basketball. So, Turn no, your yeah. phone off. No text yeah, for me. Yeah, I will. No I will. text for me. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Kieran, congratulations on yesterday. Um, well done. He's a, there are three lovely horses going forward, and uh, best of luck with your Swannies this afternoon. No worries. Thanks for that. Cheers, guys. There's Kieran McAvoy. Um, oh, dear, I didn't realise. You ruined his day. Watching that. Oh, you ruined his I day. I forgot he's got young kids, so he's got things to attend to in the morning before he comes on this show. He's got to get the kids. Anyway, silly me. Hey, Dino, league super quiz time? 8-4. Okay, you so, over me. So call now. I need this one. If okay. I lose this one, I'm prepared to... Really no, question early days. my ability to We've well, already back. said you're going to lock in five wins when I'm away. Well, that's true. I guess I've got five up my sleeve. <laughs> Call now, 13.53.53. That's 13.53.53 to be part of the League Super Quiz. Children don't have an equal chance when they live in poverty. Like all children, eight-year-old Nick needs support to succeed at school. But despite his hard work, the support of his parents and teachers, he's still falling behind all because he lives in poverty. But you can help. A tax-deductible donation to the Smith family will provide out-of-school learning support to children like Nick and give them the chance to achieve their best at school. Search the Smith family and donate by June 30. Get live racing on tap with a tap-up. See every earth-shattering race live with not one, not two, but all three Sky Racing channels, plus tips from Sky experts. And a bit of this. This too. Some of this. And this. For all three Sky Racing channels on tap, download the Tap app. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Mum, it's nearly Mother's Day. And we have so many great gift ideas at Bin Lee. Here's mine. Okay. A coffee machine? Yes. Fitbit? Yes. Ionic ceramic hairdryer? Yes. Fairy gun smart goggles? Yes. A drone? No. Wine fridge? No, Lionel. Retro pastel pink juicer? Yes. Really? How'd I go? Try hard, but lacks concentration. That's what my teachers used to say. No, really? You'll find the perfect Mother's Day gift ideas for your mum at Bing Lee. Bing Lee, better living every day. 
Experience city-class racing country style at the Darlyscone Cup Carnival. It's the richest country racing carnival in Australia, with over $2 million on offer across two fantastic days in May. Highlighted by the Darlyscone Cup and the Group 3 Emirates Park Dark Jewel. With fashions on the field and Bjorn again live after the last race on Saturday, it's the Country Cup Carnival not to be missed. The Darlyscone Cup Carnival, May 12 and 13. For hospitality packages and tickets, go to sconeraceclub.com.au. Marshy does the trick again and he's on a hat-trick here. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. That was Mitchell Marsh in the IPL Open. I think getting um, uh, Glenn Maxwell out for, for a duck. A quick one, Dean. This is from Shane O. He says, morning, boys. Just want to thank Ronnie Dapasi for yesterday morning's interviews. I multied up two of his best. Um, uh, Kim Ward's midway winner and Joe Pride's good horse. Put 10 on it. He got over 1,200. Good on you. Well well done, Shane. I love the Shane from mm. Butterham. Hey, Ray, why not ring Karen back just to tell his kids that Sam and the Tooth Fairy aren't real? <laughs> And what about this one, Willow from Windsor? <laughs> Ray, you've just proven that you get all the breaking news oh. on the weekend big sports breakfast. Kieran is just throwing the remote in disgust. Oh, you and your that. big Man, gob. Yeah, you can't believe that. Hey, Dino, Brian Bevan, talk about enduring champ. Steve from Yamba scored, is this right? I mean, he was a try scoring freak. 796 tries in 688 games and retired at 40. I've just Googled it. I can't confirm those figures, but I know. He was nicknamed the Grey Ghost, born in Sydney, Brian Bevan. Yeah. Absolutely played for a million years over there. Uh, died back in 1991, but an, a legend, Brian Bevan. I think he has scored the most tries at top-level rugby league, hasn't he, ever? Yeah. a gazillion miles. Freakish. Now, we're playing for a $100 cash card courtesy of Tab, and producer Steve... Good to have a proper toy cost this week, the, too. What are, you, what are you saying? Oh, last week was You're dubious. You're aspersions on I am. Oh. Producer Steve in studio. Here we go. Heads. Oh, this is Ooh, great riveting radio. radio. Ray, it is tails. tails. Over to you. Should I mix things up a bit? Yes. Should I open the batting? Go for it. Okay, I might open the batting. I think we've got, um, is it David there? Simon, I think Simon is opening the batting with me. Simon, good morning. Uh, good morning, Ray. How are you, buddy? How uh, are you? Good. Terrific, Simon. It says here you're an unhappy Dragons fan. Is that right, Simon? I'm always been a Dragons fan, but I'm happy still, yes. Yeah. What do you think about I Zach? Just to, I just had to get up today, that's all. Yeah, fair enough. What do you think about Zach Lomax getting dropped, mate? Oh, you know, I reckon, I reckon, he, look, his, his form was, it's pretty good, mm. but I wouldn't say it's the best. His goal kicking went backwards. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think he deserves to get a I mean, it's, he doesn't deserve it, but. You need to you need to uh, concentrate on goal kicking. Yeah, his goal kicking his goal kicking cost us a couple of games this year it too. Has, by the way, it, ha- it certainly has. Well, even the best get dropped. Bradman got dropped once. Dino, you know that. I mean, a best mm. a best player sometimes can get dropped. You know what I mean? Very they good. They've got to learn the lesson. You know what yeah. I mean? Good on you, I mean, Simon. Yeah. All right, Simon, you ready to go? You feeling confident? Uh, well, he, I'm I'm, I'm going to give you my 100%, but I'm not first-time caller, but I don't know. Okay, I'm doing well, my best job. No worries. Well, best of luck, Simon. Question number one, which two clubs did Steve Edge captain to win grand final teams? Uh, Parramatta and George. Yeah, that was... Being a Gee. Dragons fan, that was... I looked down the right hole. A lesser uh, man would be dubious about that first <laughs> no, question Well, well done, David. Fan. Question number two is multiple choice, Simon. How many New you South... You called me David. Yeah, I did. I'm sorry. Simon, how <laughs> many New South Wales rugby league teams 
did the legend Jack Gibson coach. Now, it's multiple choice, Simon. Is it A4, B5, C6? I would say four. He actually coached six clubs. I'll check oh, that. Oh, six clubs. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, yes. That's yes, okay. And Simon, this is question number three, multiple choice again. Who won the 1993 NRL Grand Final? A, the Raiders, B, Broncos, C, Broncos. Dragons. Yeah, as a Dragons fan, you remember that. It wasn't good watching, was it? But well well done, Simon. You've got two, so stay on the line. Over you, Dino. I'm just checking on the Jack Gibson question. Mm, how many? Well, Easts, St George, Newtown 3, yeah. Para 4, Cronulla 5, South 6, spot on. Spot on. Just checking. Producer Steve, what are you saying? What are you checking him for? Two out of three. David, are you there? <laughs> yes, g'day, Dean. All right, we need three to win, two to take us to a tiebreaker, David. Okay. So listen carefully. Good luck, Dave. Which two New South Wales rugby league clubs did the great Ken Irvine play first grade for? Uh, North and Manly. Correct. Well done, well done David. Start. Did you sound very mm. confident, David? Good You've got start. a bit of authority about you. Where was Broncos star Selwyn Cobbo born? Multiple choice. A, Charlieville. B, Cherbourg. Or C, Chermside? Uh, Sherberg. Well, well done. done. Two from two. Yeah, That's David. where uh, Chrissy Sandow's from. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. All right, David. This is to get the cash and get me back in the game and get you 100 bucks. So let's go. Who won the 1983 New South Wales Rugby League Grand Final? A, Para. Oh, B. Oh, oh well David. Clean sweep. Congratulations. Too good, you. Congratulations, David. Hey, Thank David. You. David, stay on the line. We'll get you a $100 cash card courtesy of Tab out to you straight away. Tanya will see if I get your details. Well done. Ring back next week, David. too. <laughs> Under a different name. Very confident, wasn't he? Yeah. He knew his stuff. And he'll be, uh, he'll be my man all year. Yeah, 8-5, Dino. Correct. Coming up next, Jared Daffy with today's Life Lesson. On the Big Sports Breakfast. Well, I've been thinking about this for a long time. Where do missing socks go? How do you throw away a garbage can? Do fish sleep? Why do donuts have holes? If you find out, can you let me know, please? Jared Daffy's Words of Wisdom. Do Lipton employees take coffee breaks? <laughs> There's a message there somewhere. That's a good one, isn't it, Dino? Lipton employees take coffee breaks. <laughs> Jerry, good morning. Morning, boys. Words of wisdom today? If rabbit's feet are so lucky, what happened to the rabbit? <laughs> hey, I like that. That's good. <laughs> we better, uh, we better gold. move on. That's very good. <laughs> Jared, very good. Um, the South Sydney are into 450 equal favourites with Penrith to win the 2023 Premiership. They are. Just on the futures, before mm. the season gets underway, we open a lot of futures, and I mean a lot. Last night we paid out the first one, and I'm tipping if you had gone down the list, it would have been closer to the bottom to be paid out. That was over and under wins for the season for the Dolphins. It was over and under five and a half wins. It's paid out already. Oh, you're cool. Who would have thought that? They've been remarkable, haven't they? Oh, they have. Yeah. What what about the vibe and the... the, the support they've gained, you're at the coalface up there in Brisbane, the support the Dolphins have gained already. I think what's happened here, or from my viewpoint anyway, is you either you either were a Broncos supporter or you didn't really care too much. You mm. obviously followed the game, but you didn't care too much. But the Dolphins have been able to pick up those extras. They're hugely popular. It's amazing. Um, yeah. and, and they're formal. Well, just on that, 
Well, I'll go through the prices first, and I'll get to them in a sec. So Penrith and South, as you said, Ray, four dollar fifty equal favourites. The Roosters at five. The Broncos eight. Melbourne are out to eleven. Cronulla out to a uh, ten. Cronulla out to eleven. And at twenty-one, Parramatta, twenty-nine. The Dolphins on their form. And if you had to said last night that that was Parramatta or Canberra or somebody who tailed up Cronulla the way they were. Mm. They'd be one of the favourites to win the competition. They're still $29 because yeah. they were 81 before the season got underway. And even to make the eight, they're $2.50. So, well, they've got 12 points from wins. Obviously, um, I think there's plenty more wins in yeah. store. So they have been, well, they've been probably one of the success stories of Australian sport this year. Did you hear the quiz, Jared? I did. A fellow called David <laughs> just tore it apart. He did. He's off the charts, David. Yeah. He's answering questions he was, before. sale of the century well, type. Correct. Of, uh, well, yeah. Skip from Robertson has just texted in <laughs> saying, it's good to see David Middleton <laughs> calling in for the quiz. <laughs> so maybe it was Middo. I don't even know whether Middo would have got all of those. It, and so quickly. Before I and so quickly. The, yeah, yeah, there's no Google search or anything like that. He just knew it. Bang. Crash wallop. Yeah. That's what it was. No, he was good. AFL, Jared. Well, hang we've got three games today. Got oh, sorry, games. buddy. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, today... Well, plenty of support for the Tigers. They're slight outsiders, but they're a dollar ninety-five to beat the Dragons at one eighty-five. The Roosters a dollar twenty-four. North Queensland four dollars ten. A line of eleven and a half points. Um, and everybody wants a piece of the Roosters to win, and also to cover that handicap line, which is uh, a sad fall from grace for the Cowboys, given they were one of the better backsides to win the competition before the season got underway. They were twelve dollars. And we've got the Gold Coast at two dollars ninety, Parramatta a dollar forty-two, a line of seven and a half points. And just looking ahead, as we said before, we do open next week's matches on the Thursday prior to this week. And Thursday night, Melbourne Storm at home to the Broncos. Melbourne favourites one sixty-eight, the Broncos two twenty. Now, before we get to the AFL, Jared, Eddie from Macquarie Fields, can you please ask Jared if he have an updated novelties market on next Tuesday's Australian budget speech in regards to what colour tie the Treasurer will be wearing on the night. Would you run a market on the Treasurer's tie colour? I, I don't know about that, but maybe we could put a market up on whether anyone's going to do any good out of that budget, and I think no might be a short price. <laughs> That's paying a dollar one. Hey, Jerry, the bookies at Royal Ascot um, used to bet on what colour dress the late Queen would wear to Royal Ascot each day. So. Yeah, they they bet on anything. Did a rousing there. trade on that. Yeah, they do. And mm. I, probably one of the more, um, in this day and age, more popular multi, uh, not multis, novelties is what colour the Gatorade will be after the Super Bowl. Yeah, yes, that's it. That's yeah. one that everybody gets in, engaged in. But um, Okay, three games to complete this week. Actually, we have AFL got that round. market. Yeah, okay. Just oh, here we go. He's got, he's got the novelties. So market. it's under novelties and it's uh, uh, only available for New South Wales Listeners or or tab customers, red the favourite of two twenty, orange three fifty, yellow seven, blue seven, black seven. I guess bearing in mind the way things are going, red might be the omen one there. Geez, Joe, we tackle the big issues on this show. Don't we? we do, we do. <laughs> AFL, yeah, three games, mate. Port Adelaide one forty five, Essendon two seventy five, a line of fourteen and a half points. Well, where are Sydney at? We might mm. find out today because they've got a tough one. They've got Collingwood who were a dollar forty two. Uh, the Swans are 290, 14 and a half points. And in the final match, you'd think this would be easy pickings for St Kilda. North Melbourne are $6.20 to win. St Kilda are $1.12 and a line there of 37 and a half points. And the updated premiership market, 
A couple of uh, little moves out of the weekend so far. Geelong look good. Brisbane look good. Mm. But Collingwood, the faves at the moment at 4.50, ahead of Geelong and Melbourne at 5. Brisbane, 6. St Kilda, 13. The rest are 15 or better. No name on this SMS. Hey, Jared, the natives are getting restless around the blue baggers. Another reality check. Oh, they're gone. Yeah, shot to pieces. They're gone. Well, we'll have to wait for next year, I think. Again. (laughs) I've switched allegiances. My (laughs) Brisbane Lions, I think, will be hard to beat. Yeah, good team. NBA, Jared, snowball that into the A-League, please. We've already had a match today in the NBA, and Miami Heat uh, defeated the New York Knicks pretty easily by, what, 19 points. And... Gee, there's plenty of interest in this one later in the morning at 10.30, the Lakers and the Golden State Warriors. The Lakers are the favourites at 162. Uh, The Warriors at 235, a line of three and a half points. 453 markets open on this one match. gee. Most of those are same-game multi-eligible for that, but that's a staggering amount. You wonder how you could come up with that many, but we have. Tomorrow's uh, an early start. Philadelphia 220, Boston 170, and that will be followed by Phoenix at 170, Denver 220. And we have updated the market to win the title. The Celtics at 235, Denver Nuggets 550. At 650, the Golden State Warriors, the Lakers, and the rest are 11 or better. And just on that uh, win this morning, the Heat at $26. The A-League, well, we've uh, had two matches for the weekend, so we've got a few days off. The four teams that are left in it, the market's open on that. We've got Melbourne City at 225, the Mariners at four, Adelaide United at 450, and Sydney FC, the outsiders there at $5. A mm. uh, couple of matches in the netball today, boys. The early one at two o'clock, the Vixens 265, the Fever at 145, a line of two and a half points. And the Swifts are $1.45, so pretty similar market here. Sunshine Coast 265. That line is three and a half points. And we've got a super rugby match today. The Rebels at home, $3.80. The Brumbies, $1.26. Line, 10.5 points. A couple of SMSs there. I think Jerry would like to hear them. One, one from Shane from Butterham. Yeah. Dave didn't sound real <laughs> excited. Was he a real person or is Bulldog using, <laughs> is it A1? AI. 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 Technology, Ray. <laughs> There's a lot of cynicism out there, isn't there, Jared? <laughs> there is. Oh, There's I another one. Fitzy says, "Sticks in." Hey, doggy, do you post the gift card or just deliver it to David Ritchie? <laughs> Why are people like this? <laughs> you know the this, this the segment of the quiz. It's we've discussed this before. It's sort of taken on its own life. Mm. I suspect people sit out there and listen to it with a fine tooth comb, <laughs> if you can do that, and just. Pick, nitpick little things that uh, that stand out. Although no, normally it's you of, doing it, not people. I don't say anything at all. I'm just... You I'm come just in here every week and say something. A messenger for the people. But oh, that, right, that okay. one last week was hot. Jared, I get people at the races um, grab me and say, last Sunday, and it's all about the quiz. It's always what about, about the quiz. What about Daffy? I'm a messenger for the people. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's going to be interesting when you, when you are away, Ray, um, for holidays. Forfeits. Five again. in a row. <laughs> again. Is uh, it five weeks? Yep. Yeah, five consecutive Sundays. You're only going to one day of the test. How I know, can you yeah. be gone for five weeks? Oh, that was a trade-off to do a lap around Europe, I think. <laughs> but that's if the test goes four days, too. Jim, uh, you know. Yeah, that's a point. That's Jeez. a point. But, um, yeah, well, I've still got a couple of weeks to... When are you going? Oh, no, it's a while away. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, it's, it's yet to be decided. I think it's hardly fair that you forfeit. Well, he's not here. I think it should be just be null and void till we get back. I'll be asking the questions. 
at eight thirty-five. Like, and, and if there's no he answer, loses. he loses. It's a, it's a tough gig. Or you could ring him at some pub in the UK. Well, you're going to ring late. after day four, aren't you, of the Lord's Test? Yes. Cause, cause we, we'll be getting home that early Sunday morning. We'll so. buzz you. Yeah. We'll buzz you. Hey, okay, am I done? Yeah, done. Hey, Jerry, the Kentucky Derby is about to be run, so we'll let you go to watch oh, I've that. Got a, I've, got, uh, I've got a tip from one of my men. Forte's been scratched this morning, the fave. So it was fave. Yeah, what's uh, your tip? Number 14, Angel of Empire. Uh, I think he's, is he the new fave? He is now at 460, I think. Okay, that's yeah. what my man says. Nah, good on you, Jared. Hey, Jared thanks boys. so much, Jared. We'll talk Jared. next week. Okay. They're just milling up behind the barriers. Do you know, normally Phil Moss is in this scene. We have Phil Moss later in the next hour. Um, our good friend Phil Buzz Rothfield, look, he's not feeling the best. And, and Buzz is scratching today, and we hope Buzz is fighting fit soon and back on deck for next Sunday. He'll be fine. Now, there's a text come through. Bulldog, check each week, please, to see if the coin has tails on both sides. It's mm. a very good point. Yeah. I've never actually but, gone but to those you links. Won. But you won, so it doesn't make any difference. No, you won today. Tails. I went yeah, heads. but you won the, the quiz. Yeah, I know. It's just a matter of keeping on top of you, right? <laughs> because I know... And people are starting to work out that you're not the sweet, innocent yeah, kid. Yeah, no, that's really unfair. Which you portray that's, every week. That's really unfair. It's very little. Peter from, has chimed in and he's talking about the great Kingston town. Of course, I always think Kentucky Derby, I think Secretariat and my other great champion is the mighty king. And he's asked me why a Group 1 race isn't named in Kingston town's honour. Don't get me started, Dino. The five inaugural Hall of Famers... Kingston Town, Farlap, Tullock, Burnborough, Carbine don't have a Group 1 race named in their honour. Why? I do not know the answer to that. Now, they're moving in at Churchill Downs Road, but before they do, I did a story during the week mm. about Graham Arnold. I just mm. want to touch on it quickly. He said the Socceroos, quite rightly, do not have a home base here in Australia. It's very weird. Yeah. A lot of money goes to Centre of Excellences and High Performance Centre for Rugby League. South have got the Tigers, mm. Parramatta, Penrith, Manly, Canterbury. It's bizarre. The list it? goes on. But the Socceroos Matilda's have Matilda's have, haven't they? Matilda's got something mm. uh, in Melbourne. So he said, uh, Harry Souter flies home 24 hours to have an ice bath. He's got to hop into his bathtub in his hotel. Then they've got to get on a bus and go to Leichhardt Oval. So, yeah, does he have a valid point? Do the Socceroos yeah. need a home base here in Australia. He makes a good point, Arnie. He says the politicians very quick to wish them the best of luck in the World Cup with mm. their Australian scarves on, but they won't give them money for a home. I think it's a valid point. I think they deserve it. We should get Arnie on and talk about that, Dino. Yeah, he's away at the moment, but we'll get him on next week or the next week or it's two. A, they're just milling up behind the barriers for the Kentucky Derby. Um, Brisbane often go to pass the post at nine o'clock, so... Um, if they want to stay for the Kentucky Derby, that'd be great. Huge crowd there, Dino. The 50th anniversary of the great Secretariat winning this race. What makes it so special in America, right? The history, the uncertainty. What? I mean, that's their Melbourne Cup, isn't it? Mm. It is, yeah, yeah. It, it's their it's their big race, like the English Derby and the the classics in the Northern Hemisphere for three year olds. Are virtually the pinnacle in Europe, they've got the arc as well, which is the big weight for age race. But essentially, the English Derby and the Kentucky Derby are the two biggest races in the Northern Hemisphere. So let's cross live to Louisville, Kentucky, for the Kentucky Derby.
away well so too verifying kings barnes is up there too jace's road from the outside and reincarnate from mid-pack fires out as well in that daunting run to the first turn of the derby and it's verifying kings barnes and reincarnate the three of them across the track early on and they've opened up by two and a half lengths confidence game toward the inside is racing in fourth two fills is fifth jace's road on the outside is sixth hit show toward the rail racing in seventh rocket ken comes away in eighth raise kane right at mid-pack Running along in ninth, Mandarin Hero is 10th. King Russell's 11th, Disarm buried at the inside while 12th. Derma Sotagake's back in 13th. Cyclone Mischief is 14th, Mage is 15th. Angel of Empire down inside in 16th. Sun Thunder is 17th. Tap it, Trice was last, entering the backstretch run. And another sharp pace in the Derby. 45 and three fifth seconds, verifying, flying up the backstretch with Kings Barnes bounding along right alongside and reincarnate is right there three wide on the outside third two fills follows them in fourth confidence game covered up down inside fifth hit shows been moved to the outside and he's drawn to within three lengths of the lead as around the far turn rocket can is following him raise canes going the wrong way down inside derma sotogake is revving up from the back of the pack and so too is mage angel of empire is finding his best stride as they round the far turn and two Phils has taken the lead. Two Phils turns for home in front. In front by two. Mage is coming down the center. Hit show is there. Kings Barnes gives way. Angel of Empire with powerful strides down the center of the track. But there's one for long to go. Two Phils fights on. But Mage has taken the lead. Angel of Empire is a rallying third. Time is running out to catch Mage. Mage digs down deep. Urged onto the wire. Onto the wire to win the derby. Mage the winner. Two fills was second. Angel of Empire was third. And Disarm came on for fourth. Mage has won the Kentucky Derby. That's uh, TAB number eight. Has beaten number three, two fills. And the favourite number 14, Angel of Empire. Here's the news. Hello, I'm Sarah Warmby. Thousand years of tradition and splendour have been on display as King Charles III was crowned at Westminster Abbey. It was a sacred moment for the monarchy. Prince William, the next in line to the throne, pledged allegiance to his father. King Charles declared his faith and willingness to serve the Commonwealth. I, Charles, do solemnly and sincerely, in the presence of God, profess, testify and declare that I am a faithful Protestant, that I will, according to the true intent of the enactments which secure the Protestant succession to the throne, uphold and maintain the said enactments to the best of my powers according to law. Thai police in London have defended 52 arrests they made throughout the day, saying they'd received information protesters planned to disrupt the coronation. The UK is celebrating the dawn of a new age with a star-studded concert at Windsor Castle. Our Europe correspondent, Edward Godfrey, is there. The formality's now done. It's time for the UK to party and everything's ready to go for the coronation concert. It's being held here at Windsor Castle, where the King's mother called home, and it's her final resting place. It'll be a star-studded affair. Among the performers will be Lionel Richie and Katy Perry, who have known the King for many years. Take That will perform to the crowd of 20,000, as will Nicole Scherzinger of Pussycat Dolls fame. 
and there'll be a duet performance featuring Italian tenor Andrea Bocelli. 10,000 members of the public will be in attendance, having won tickets in a ballot. Three of the country's leading tourism bodies are warning against a potential increase on the fees to leave Australia. The Australian Airports Association, Australian Federation of Travel Agents and the Tourism and Transport Forum are pushing for a five-year freeze on the $60 charge. They fear an increase could have adverse consequences for an industry still healing from the pandemic. Two officers have been injured while dismantling a group of roughly 100 hoons on the Gold Coast overnight. The group were reportedly wearing balaclavas fleeing into surrounding streets when officers arrived. It's alleged that police had rocks and bricks thrown at them with several people later detained. A 20-year-old was arrested and charged with assault of police. Winter has come early for parts of the nation as a cold front sweeps Australia's southeast. Georgia Kondak has more. Sydney will see temperatures drop up to 8 degrees below average as a low moves north. The city will reach a top of just 17 degrees today. Orange in the state's central west has woken up to temperatures at a frosty 1 degree, while Perisher Valley could see a dusting of snow through to the midweek. The Weather Bureau says strong winds and large swells could hit the New South Wales coastline today. Also in news, as the cold weather creeps in, we're being reminded to get our flu vaccinations and a female friend of an Australian university student poisoned with rat killer in Taiwan is under investigation by police. Officers have questioned Alex Shorey's friend and barred her from leaving the country after finding so-called evidence at her home. This is Air News. To NRL, Wayne Bennett celebrated his 900th match overnight and the supercoach worked his magic on the Dolphins again. Bennett's side stunning the Sharks 36-16. to Yeah, I did enjoy that. It was good. good to see us out in front and not playing from behind and... The Panthers are back on the winners list with an 18-6 victory over the Warriors in their Magic Round game. The Rabbitohs too good for the Storm, 28-12. Geelong has fought back against Adelaide in the AFL, winning 98-72. But not good news for Patrick Dangerfield, who left the field early in the third quarter, returning with ice strapped to his leg, watching the rest of the game from the sidelines. Dangerfield telling Fox Sports he knew straight away something was wrong. Genuinely jogging, and I thought, and all of a sudden I felt like a bit of a hamstring awareness, and it's like, I reckon I've done it. Having done one before and done the belly, this doesn't feel like that, but um, not worth the risk, you know, a minute into the into the second half. Wins also to the Dockers, Bulldogs, Demons and Tigers. In the A-League, Sydney FC has won their elimination final, beating Western Sydney 2-1. Super Netball, Queensland Firebirds defeated Collingwood 73-67. Adelaide defeated the Giants 54 to 50 and wins to Fiji the New South Wales Waratahs Blues and Crusaders in the Super Rugby Australian Independent Radio News G'day, it's Sean Garlic here from Garlow's Pies. People often ask me, how did a footballer go from sticking his head into a scrum to making pies? Well, it goes back to when we were just so sick of getting pies that all it was was pastry and no meat. So I teamed up with my brother Nathan and we created a pie which is deliciously flaky pastry on top, a bottom which is rolled extra thin and filling which is just bursting with flavour. You can find us in Coles and Woolworths but only in the chilled meals section. If you can't see us, grab the manager and say, where are the Garlow's Pies? Because at Garlow's Pies, we're thin on pastry, we're big on meat. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. 
Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Unlike any other SUV in Australia, the unrivaled Kia Sorento is available in diesel, petrol, hybrid and plug-in hybrid technologies. The Kia Sorento, awarded and unmatched like no other seven-seat SUV. To find out more, visit kia.com.au or visit your nearest Kia dealer. Kia, movement that inspires. On Sky Sports Radio, the traffic report. Early warning signs of driver fatigue, like yawning, sore eyes, or trouble concentrating, mean you may be too tired to drive. Recognize the signs and pull over for a break or swap drivers. Don't trust your tired self. In Eastern Creek, a four-car crash on Woolgrove Road between the Great Western Highway and M4. Two or three southbound lanes taken out there. CBD trains track works on York Street and Clarence Street, heading in both directions between Margaret Street and Barrack Street. And looking good over the Sydney Harbour Bridge going both ways this morning. Weekend savers are on at Amart. Save big with 20 to 50% off all bedroom furniture and mattresses. Teas and safe supply. Offer ends today, so hurry into Amart. I'm Thomas Reeve, number one in racing on Sky Sports Radio. On the big sports breakfast, interstate weather. And we'll start with Sydney showers today, a top of 17 degrees. Showers also in Melbourne and 13 degrees. Brisbane, a shower too developing, but a top of 26 degrees today in Brisbane for the final day of Magic Round. Perth, a shower too about, top of 24 degrees. Adelaide, possible shower and 16. Cold and wet for Hobart, top of just 12 degrees. Sunny Sunday for Darwin, heading for 33 degrees in Darwin. And for the nation's capital, Canberra rain about top of only nine degrees. He says, Give it to me! I can score! And Spencer Lenyu wins the game for the Penrith Panthers. Good to one with a shot. He said it again. It's the same combination at Manchester City 2, Leeds United now. Milford gets it off. He's got a level. Defare! It is fast becoming balanced. Defare's night at Suncourt. A double on debut. And he comes and the ball drops. Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. And welcome back to the show with Dean Allen Ray, just repeating Marge or Mage won the Kentucky Derby there at Churchill Downs. Big final hour coming out. Chris Close will join us very shortly, an absolute legend of the game in Queensland. Tanya will come on with a sports update. Phil Moss will talk the world of football a little later in this hour. Just repeating, Phil Buds Rothfield not feeling the best today and we wish him a speedy recovery. Mossy's got plenty to talk about, re the world of football, particularly A-League finals, and also your story about whether the soccer should have, I guess, Dino, a centre of excellence here in Australia. Yeah, they want one in Sydney, preferably, Ray. Just somewhere where they can, uh, you know, obviously train and have a high-performance centre and all the goodies that go with that, the the, the, the barrack chambers and the, you know, the gymnasiums, and they can mm. use it for pathways as well. And They're not bleating FA about NRL clubs getting money, but it's just more yeah. along the lines of if you get it, why can't we get some money as well uh, to have a home base for soccer? Because Graham Arnold quite strongly pointed out that if we don't get a high-performance centre soon, 
the days of us automatically getting to the World Cup, which we've done now for what four or five World Cups, yep. those days will be over. I know there's the argument the Socceroos don't play a lot of games at home and a lot of our best players are based in the Northern Hemisphere. I get that. But there's also those emerging young players that, who are on the fringe of getting into the Australian team and or are in the Australian team who are based here in the A-League. And I think Graham Arnold's saying he'd love to have some opportunity to have them all in one spot and get them prepared for when they do travel overseas, Dino. He says we would be the only nation in the top 100 countries Mm. out of 252 football nations that wouldn't have a home. And FA has estimated that the previous New South Wales Liberal government outlaid around $1.7 billion on high-performance centres uh, in the Tigers, Manly, South, Newcastle, Canterbury, mm. Para, etc., etc., since 2016. Yeah, that's a really interesting uh, debate. We'll talk to Phil Moss a little later about that. What I think has found a home, though, Dino, is Magic Round. And you did say Brisbane have only got it for one more year at the moment, but gee, it seems to work well in Brisbane. Our next guest is a legend of Queensland football. Let's get his take on Magic Round, Chris. Choppy Close is on the line. Chris, good morning. How you going, guys? Thanks for joining us, Chris. Well, Magic Round, Dino said earlier that um, Brisbane is contracted for one more year. Is that right, Dino? But, uh, look, it just seems to work up there, Chris. Well, it does. I mean, a rugby league in Queensland has always been a staple game. And mm. at the end of the day, uh, it doesn't matter what you put up uh, on up here in this period. The weather is fantastic and then people want to travel. A little opportunity for them to get away, but the football's been magnificent. That's the most important part about it. The NRL have really showcased the game as a result of the uh, Magic Round, and I think that you know it's found a real home. I feel yeah. in Brisbane, and the players like to come here, the fans like to get away, come up here. It's got a fantastic arena at uh, Suncorp Stadium, and we get great crowds. I think they had 156,000 beds sold out in Brisbane this weekend. It's an amazing injection into the economy as well. So I, I just see it's here to stay. It's been going since 2019, so we've had a bit of uh, history here. And I can't think of another place where it's going to work the same as what it does in Brisbane. Choppy, I've said from the start, uh, you know, Brisbane's season is on a trajectory skyward. Mm. I'm yet to rate them among the elite premiership contenders, but maybe it's time I pulled my head in and conceded that, yes, they are up there alongside the South, uh, you know, the Roosters, uh, the Panthers, you know, and the Storm. Fair comment? Fair comment. Yeah, fair comment. I, I think, uh, you know, there's been a couple of things that have really changed the face of the game this year. And, and I, look, I'm just going to throw it out there with the Dolphins. Everybody expected them to do poorly. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand why. They're a club with 75 years of history. They, they have lived this opportunity for the last 40 of those years preparing themselves to come into the competition. And they've been shown the way by the likes of the Broncos, the Titans, the Cowboys. So, you know, Queensland is really healthy in the, in the game. And I think that, you know, it's, it's time now that we stood up and, and really be, be counted. And the Dolphins have absolutely energised Queensland mm. as far as reinstigating that, uh, you know, feeling about the NRL. And uh, they've been so bloody good. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. They, they have been great to watch. And, well, what about Wayne Bennett? 
Chris, what do you say about 900 games still going strong, still holding court, still playing the media off a break and still winning footy games? He'd be Santa Claus, wouldn't he, Wayne? <laughs> yeah, he but he's, isn't he th- he's great theatre, though, isn't he? Oh, he is. He's fantastic, mate. <laughs> yeah. I've had the, the unbelievable opportunity and privilege to work alongside him in those moments, and he just is a genius. He plays everyone off a break, mm. and, you know, he puts you in there, and, and you know that, you know, what you see of Wayne isn't always what you get. It's just some sort of charade sometimes. <laughs> and then other times it's it's the reality of who he is and what he thinks. And uh, I love the way that he's just deflected the 900 games scenario completely out off, off his back mm-hmm. and made it about the players, made it about the magic ground. And, you know, he had no intention of making it any different. Mm. Um, and that allows the players, you know, to get on with the game. That's a good point. Yeah. Now, Choppy... Can you believe yeah, that mate. New South Wales are going to start Origin <laughs> favourites again? Oh, well, <laughs> well, I, I, I do because I know how arrogant they are <laughs> and I know how it's lasted a lifetime. And um, seriously, they have no right to. Yeah. And not one year have they had any right to be in that space. But I love it because it just sets them up every time to... <laughs> take a fall and um you know let's let's be honest about the rivalry it's as strong as it's ever going to be mm-hmm. i think queensland will have a great side and obviously new south wales will as well look at the players they've got to pick from it even if you just look at a uh, 5-8 with uh Louis and and uh, nick nico hines and cody uh, walker you know yeah. cody walker How, mm. cody walker is just playing at a level above everybody mm. and um you know what a, a luxury for ready to look at those players and pick a team to, to play against Queensland. Yeah. But when you look at our team, Jesus, we got some good players too. That Broncos forward pack at the moment, I'd defy any team to be better than that. Uh, you know, like we, we, we don't. We, have we pain get pain hearts. Yeah. I know we, that. we get pain hearts. <laughs> I think that is a pain in the heart. Yeah. You know that you guys get him. I talked to my daughter about that yesterday. And, we tried to work out where he was born and get a bit of a border going, you know, and make sure that we might be able to sneak him in. But he's already played for New South Wales, so that's going to make it hard. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, we've got some uh, Flegler and Ka- uh, Carrigan, you know, they're just unbelievable players and they're going like, you know, you wouldn't believe. So yeah. I think it's going to be another fantastic Origin series. you got a man called Cameron Munster. Whenever he puts on the Queensland jumper, he just is fantastic and a bloke called yeah. Reese Walsh, who's playing unbelievable football. Hey, Chris, I think you're one of the the people who personify um, that Queensland spirit, and I know a lot is made about it over the years, and a lot of people in New South Wales prefer to dismiss it as an urban myth, but it's not an urban myth. I've got relatives in Queensland. They thrive on origin time. time. They thrive on this Queensland spirit. Can you give us an insight as to what it is, Chris, where it developed was it there from day one, that 1980 game when Arthur ran on the field? I think it was. I yeah. mean, it was there before that. You know, it, it, we just didn't have the right recipe. And, you know, if you, if you want to bake a chocolate cake, you've got to have the right recipe. And if you want it to be you know, moist and flavoursome and everything else, everything's got to come together. And, and Origin brought that to Queensland. It, it gave a chance for normal Queenslanders to wake up after an Origin game and walk out onto the streets and hold their head up high and feel so proud of each other, their team, and, and it really meant something. And, you know, I think Gus Gould was the first one I ever heard call it a myth. 
and that's why I gave him the finger after that <laughs> try, <laughs> try in the game. One I of said, the great moments. No, one of the great well, moments in footy. Yeah, I said, there's, there's a myth for you. Get that in here. But um, <laughs> at the end of the day, uh, it means a lot to Queenslanders. We are really uh, mad rugby league supporters. And I'm not saying it doesn't mean much to New South Wales. It just, we live and we breathe it up here. It is part of our DNA. And you can't inject it into anybody. You've either got it or you haven't. And it's there. It just, we're born with it. As simple as that. If Chris Close was a selector, would he go for Reese Walsh or Kalen Ponga as his fullback? Great question. And at this stage, uh, I would take the energy of Reese Walsh into any game that I, that I was in control of. He is just in a place of um, awe at the moment. I mean, he can't do any more than what he's doing. He does everything at, at, at top speed. He takes a chance with everything he does. He plays with uh, bravery and he, he, he has timing. He's just an enormously gifted player for somebody so young. And the, the thing that worries me is, you know, will he be able to continue with that without uh, collecting the pressure that goes with that performance? I think he can. I think he's a really cool customer. And if I was picking the team tomorrow, he'd be the first player I'd pick. He's one of those guys you, you walk over broken glass to watch, isn't he, Chris? And I dare say, Dino, you'd put Pong on the bench at the very least, wouldn't you? Well, it's going to be difficult, Ray, because, as you know, Choppy, the utility player will probably be Harry Grant. No doubt about that. So they'll that. go the Ben Hunt, yeah. Harry Grant. But can you leave Pong out of your seat? Well, I think they're going to have to make a choice, Ray. It's very difficult and it's a good position yeah. to be in, but the rest will be forwards. Gee. You couldn't have Ponger and Grant on your bench. What would you do, Chris? I don't, I'd, I'd put uh, Reese Walsh in the team. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. For me, he'd start at number one. And I've got to be honest, I mean, I think um, uh, Pong is a fantastic player as well. And he's coming back from a, a pretty tough time. Uh, but he's done really well. He, he hasn't let anybody down. But I, I just think that um, there's no room in the team for him if yeah. Reese Walsh is in there. Yeah. And that's, that's an issue I know. Mm. And I don't know whether Gene Miles and the rest of the selectors will agree with that. But uh, certainly, um, if it were me, you know, I couldn't find a spot for him right at this moment. No, that's fair enough. Hey, hey Chris, we also, if you don't mind, like to talk about your career. 219 games at the top level, um, start out at Redcliffe. You had 100 games for Manly in that great era they had through the mid-80s. You finished your career in Australia, at least, with, with Gold Coast. Um, any regrets? Anything you didn't achieve in your career? You played four oh, games look, for Queensland, three games for Australia. Yeah, you know, I, I was... Um, how could I look back and say that I regret anything? Yeah. I mean, I've had the privilege to have my name read out to represent my country. I don't yeah. think there's a greater honour. People, you know, and this may sound a bit heavy and a bit over the top, but people have given their lives for this country. You know, to give, be given the opportunity to represent that country, the country regardless of how many times it is, one, 10, 14, 100, makes no difference. That mm. feeling I'll never regret. It was, it was the most amazing moment of my life. And then to be there, you know, through the uh, birth of Origin and, and see the transition from prior Origin to Origin and then see what's unfolded as a result of that, the privilege that I've been bestowed upon then to be the manager of that team, the team that I love with, every ounce of my being for 12 years was another amazing thing. I've got, I don't regret anything. Um, I was never the best player. I'll never go down in, as uh, you know, in history as being the best, but uh, I don't regret a thing that I've done. 
I think you're being a little bit harsh on yourself there, Choppy. I think you'll go down as one of the all-time great mm. centres, certainly of the modern era. Choppy, just one quick... What, what about, just, can I just mention that while we got it? What about the young fella that that came out of nowhere yes. last night? How about Fair that for a debut? Balance <laughs> Defare. Boy, what a nugget he is. Yeah. You could cut his head off and put mine on and you'd think it was me <laughs> out there. <laughs> or vice versa. They couldn't uh, tackle him. <laughs> my uh, daughter was watching the game with me. She's a mad rugby league supporter. She said, he's a bit chubby, Dad, just like you. I said, hey, yeah, yeah, he's up a bit. Please. But it, well, how exciting is it to find another character in oh. the game and even if he doesn't laugh, his moment in the sun has just been so fantastic for him in the, in the whole game. Joppy, who was the best you played with and against? Mm. Wally Lewis. Uh, you know, Wally Lewis is head and shoulders above any other player that I've, I've had the opportunity to play with or against. But I, and I think in any era, I mm. think he's you know, a player that covers all eras. There's, there's not a part in that Wally had as a weakness in his game. I mean, it doesn't matter which one of the champions you look at now. They could be a little bit light. They could be a little bit slow. They could be a little bit aggressive. They could be a little bit big-headed. Wally had everything. He had every base covered. He could fight. He could tackle hard. He could run fast. He could kick. He had timing. He had foresight. And uh, he never, ever didn't use it in the game. And I know that there were times when we were just battling our backsides off and, and we would actually look at him and say, well, come on, Wally, what are you going to do? Mm. You know, and <laughs> he'd find something. He'd pull something out of his hat. And uh, I don't think he was ever outplayed in, in the time that I watched him play. Not by and Brett Kenny, Choppy? Oh, Brett Kenny was a brilliant player as well, mate. And mm. there's times where I think, you know, Brett has shone as bright as Wally has ever shone. But I think, uh, you know, if I was picking a team to... And I played for my life, and I had to pick between him and Brett Kenny. I'd take Wally. Yeah, that's a good call. I think, was it Bradman who once wrote in one of his um, memoirs, the champion of one era is the champion of any era? And I think a player like a Wally Lewis, as Chris said, could play any era and, and be a superstar. Hey, Chris, well, I think it, Brett yeah. Kenny would too. Don't yeah, get me wrong. I've got a lot yeah. of respect for Brett. He was an amazing player. And, uh, you know, whilst he was at Parramatta there, it was it, what a great uh, team to watch. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, he was. He's just a great player. We can't let you go without two. I'll put you on the spot, Chris. Who wins Origin? Who wins the 2023 Premiership? Well, I think uh, for me, um, if Broncos can hold their nerve and if they don't, you know, get too big-headed, mm-hmm. I think they're a real threat to win the Premiership this year. I, I think if they can keep Payne Hass uh, fresh and ready to roll like he played last. Uh, Friday night, I mm. think it was. You know, they're going to be very tough to beat. Um, so for t- 2023 Premiership, I'd have to tip the Broncos. For Origin, there's no other team, is there? Mm. There's only a one-team race. The, the Queenslanders, the Mighty Maroons. <laughs> and um, I know it's going to be hard. won't be easy. But we'll find something again and we'll find another player. We'll find a player that will just come out of the blue and be that hero. And it may be Reese Walsh. Yep. Who knows? Mm. Choppy, while we're talking to you, texts come through from Snackers in Canberra. Uh, lads, I reckon Choppy was like the Gordon Tallis for the back line. Would destroy yeah. opponents <laughs> with raw power, and he just didn't care. Remember the Gene Miles Choppy close oh, centre combination? Unbeatable. Wow, we. Well, Choppy, can, just finally. What can do you, you send him a carton of Great Northern? <laughs> <laughs> it, says, it says Chris 
from Queensland as the bloke at Senate. But anyway. Don't listen to Dino, Choppy. Hey, Choppy, yeah, what are you up to? I've known Dino a long time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Choppy, just finally, what are you up to these days? I'm just working out in the in the resource industry in Queensland, and I really feel proud of what I do. I, I hopefully make a difference in people's lives and making sure they get home from work in the same health and uh, well-being that they get there and you know I, I take that seriously I work with young men very much like footy teams and um, it's a great privilege to go out every day and, and have an influence in somebody's life. Hey Chris you did great work on the footy field it sounds like you're doing great work off it as well it's been an honour to have you on our show and thanks for joining us on a Sunday morning. Yeah, great show, guys. My pleasure. Thank you very much. Thanks, heaps, Choppy. Here's Chris Choppy close. What a play. And you're right, that close miles combination used to rip the heart out of the blues each and every year, didn't they? Isn't it funny? And I, I've always scoffed at this mm. Queensland. It means more than what it does to the mm. blues when it comes to origin. But just listening to Choppy yep. now, you can feel a passion yeah. coming through the phone. He'd, he'd run on the field now if he had a chance. <laughs> if I Queensland spoke to jumper. a New South Wales <laughs> bloke, I just don't know whether I get that same passion, Ray. Oh, I and I hate to admit that. I think you do, but... I. I don't know what it is. It's, they just seem to find a way to win, don't they? Yeah. When they're down and out. But anyway, it sets up for a great origin series. Bed take a quick break. Coming up next, Tanya with a sports update. Skipped breakfast. May the 4th. Lots. We had a text earlier. Yes. Star Wars Day. Star Wars. I love Star Wars. Do Never you? Watched it. Oh, day. Oh, no, I, I haven't watched it. Never watched oh, I've watched it. Episode episode or Never two, watched it. Nothing. Zero so interest ever to watch Star Wars. Wars. No, I, I didn't watch nope. a lot of it. No. Never watched it. We just said you love it. Oh, May the 4th. Oh, you just love the day. I love that saying. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, gotcha. May the 4th. Listen. Listen. Just read the headline. Just read the headline. Loz loves Star Wars. The Big Sports Breakfast. Weekdays from 5.30 on Sky Sports Radio. If you buy a selected washer or dryer right now at Bing Lee, we'll deliver it, unbox it, install it and take away the old one. But it'll be all for nothing. What? It's free. I apologise for Lionel. Free premium delivery on selected laundry appliances at Bing Lee. For a limited time only. It's the Laundry Deal of the Year with our compliments. Speaking of compliments... Yes? You're not getting any. Bingley, better living every day. There's a new place to get it all on tap. And it's in your pocket. The Tab app has live racing. Touchdowns. Downtowns. The beautiful game. Australia's biggest game. Our other biggest game. A bit of this. This... Oh, come on, ref. And this. For racing and sport on tap, download the Tab app. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. For all the best in racing and the latest in sport, this is Sky Sports Radio. Coming to you via Tetherfield, 87.6 FM. Dorigo, 88.06 FM. Grenville, 87.6 FM, and Taree, 105.7 FM. On the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend, a sports update with Tanya Thomas. South secured second place on the NRL ladder with its fifth successive win last night, defeating Melbourne 28-12 in Brisbane. The Dolphins were dominant in the first half in their game against Cronulla, going into halftime 30 points to 10. They were able to hold the lead, winning 36-16 in coach Wayne Bennett's 900th game as coach. Penrith defeated a gallant Warriors 
18 points to 6. Magic Round finishes today with West Tigers and St George Illawarra at 150. The Roosters and North Queensland at 4. Parramatta and the Gold Coast at 6.25. And Newcastle has the bye. Trainer John Sargent prepared the winner of the Coast for the second time in its three-year history when Palmetto raced away to win the $500,000 feature race yesterday at the Gosford Standalone Meeting. At the Sunshine Coast, Zaki became the eighth horse to break the $10 million prize money barrier and the first ever to win three successive Hollandale stakes. At Morfordville, three-year-old filly Ruthless Dame upset her older rivals to win the Group 1 Robert Sangster Stakes. Still on racing in the 2000 Guineas signals the beginning of the English flat racing season and Frankie Dettori in his final year of riding won the race overnight on Caldine. And on the 50th anniversary of the great Secretariat's win in the Kentucky Derby at Churchill Downs this year's race this morning was won by Mage ridden by Javier Castellano. A dominant second half from Sydney FC helped the Sky Blues to a 2-1 elimination final win over the Wanderers in last night's A-League match at Combank Stadium. An 80th-minute corner headed in from Adam LaFondre was the winning goal. They'll take on Melbourne City in the semi-final series, while Adelaide will play the Mariners in the other. The Western Bulldogs defeated GWS in last night's AFL game at a wet Monica Oval, 86-71. Giants captain Toby Green was a late omission due to an ankle injury. Richmond breathed some much-needed life into its season, the Tigers beating West Coast by 46 points. Geelong 98 over Adelaide 72. Melbourne 90, the Gold Coast 85. Fremantle 117, Hawthorne 48. A big game today with the Swans taking on Collingwood at the SCG. The Swans have managed only one win from their last five matches. The Waratahs defeated the Reds in Super Rugby Pacific last night, 32-24 in Townsville. The score was locked at 17 all at half time when the Tars scored two tries to one in the second half for the victory. Elsewhere, Fiji and Drua 27 over the Hurricanes 24, Crusaders 48, Western Force 13 and the Blues 31, Moana Pacific, Pacifica 30. In Super Netball, the Adelaide Thunderbirds beat the Giants 54-50, while the Queensland Firebirds a 73-67 win against Collingwood. Manchester City has opened up a four-point lead atop the English Premier League table with a 2-1 win over Leeds. While Liverpool is moving closer to the top four with a 1-0 win over Brentford, it's the Reds' sixth win in a row and they sit now just one point behind Man United in fifth spot. Bournemouth 1, Chelsea 3, Tottenham 1-0 over Crystal. Crystal Palace and Wolves 1-0 over Aston Villa. NBA playoffs and this morning Eastern Conference Day 3 Miami Heat 105 beat the New York Knicks 86 to go up 2-1. While today's Western Conference semi, it's Game 3 Golden State versus the Lakers in San Francisco. That's at 10.30 and that series is tied at 1-all. On the LPGA Tour, it's the International Crown Tournament, a women's team event in San Francisco. Australia is playing its final group matches this morning, but has already qualified for tomorrow's semi-finals. Adam Scott is five off the lead after the third round of the Wells Fargo Golf Championships in North Carolina. The Aussie is in a tie for third. He's at 11 under. Wyndham Clark had an eight under this morning, and he sits on top at 16 under. And Red Bull, Sergio Perez has pole for the Miami former the one Grand Prix. Fernando Alonso will join him on the front row. Ferrari's Carlos Sainz is third with Kevin Magnussen scoring a sensational fourth for the US-based team Haas. And Oscar Piastri will start way down on 19th.
So supporters paid tribute to King Charles on the day of his coronation. This is in the UK, of course. Players lined up as the national anthem was played before football and cricket matches throughout the country. And there were similar tributes for the final round of games in the rugby union. Um, there were also ceremonies at the Newmarket races mm-hmm. and the badminton horse trials as well. Okay. However, and also um, the national anthem was observed before four Premier League matches. One in particular didn't go down so well. Liverpool played the national anthem before their match against Brentford, despite the club saying that they know that some fans have very strong views against the monarchy. And um, as it turned out, as they thought, there was lots of booing. So when teams were lined up around a centre circle for God Save the Queen and the large part of Anfield began booing before breaking into chants of Liverpool, Liverpool. Jurgen Klopp, he actually warned them and he knew that this would happen and it did. Um, Can't you just show respect even if you don't agree? Yeah, just... just It's like giving in life. You've got a choice, you know, if you don't want to watch it or sing along, don't. Just don't acknowledge it, but you don't have to boo and carry on. Indeedy. But there's an even bigger furor at the Mm -hmm. Madrid Tennis Open. On Friday, Carlos Alcaraz turned 20. Can you believe he's only 20? what a player he is. And Arena Sabalenka turned 25. And the the tournament handed out... um, Birthday cakes, mm-hmm. which was which was quite nice. However, there was um, a major observation that Carlos Alcaraz's cake was an impressive multi-tier cake, and Arena's was a single-tiered offering. There's not drama over that, is there? There's it? drama over that. I showed you guys just quickly the photos. Carlos does have a tiered cake with a big tennis cake tennis ball on the top with a twenty, and Arena's cake is just a single little cake with a couple of candles and Happy Birthday Arena on it. Now, oh, they are. actually, it's pretty big. Can Carlos. you see the difference <laughs> in the two? Now, um, Bianca Arenscu, the Canadian player, called out the difference online, posting the two posting that the two cakes didn't look right. Victoria Azarenka said the same thing, um, and she said that they ranked the same um, at this tournament. They've won the same amount of Grand Slams. In fact, Arena's won more Masters titles. I'm calling this misogyny. Oh, <laughs> um, Was she offended? The girl who got the cake? I, I don't know whether... Did she comment? I'm not sure. It doesn't say whether she said anything. Would it bother you, Tim? Look, it's not a... I know, but it's not a good look. Now, in this day and age, it's stupidity more than anything. So the poor guy or lady who made this call to get the birth, that's their last job probably with but, the tennis. And, <laughs> and, look, Arena doesn't care. She went on and she beat Iga Swiatek overnight to win the tournament and Alcaraz plays Jan Leonard Struff in yeah. the final tonight. That's all they care about. But I'm just saying in this day and age... You can't do you, anything. You can't do anything. And this the difference in these two cakes is enormous. And as far as size... And, you know, the, how elaborate they are. Mm. And it's caused an absolute furor. Sort of sad, isn't it? In between. <laughs> you just can't do anything these days. You've got to walk on broken glass wherever you go. I know. Misogyny, <laughs> misogyny, they're all saying. Mm. Um, what do you do? You enjoy As the I co- said. Enjoy the coronation, Tim? Look, I did. Mm. And and I can understand there are plenty of people out there who I was giving ru- you score checks on my phone. You yeah. were. And, and, you know, to put it out there, I didn't handcuff you to the chair to make you stay there and watch it with me. You watched it in your own free will, but you did have the footy next to mm. you. And I know that there are plenty of people who would rather be sitting at home with a pencil in their eye than watching each the coronation, each, each to their own. own. I loved every minute of it. Mm. I loved the history. It was. I thought it was... I, was, I won't say magical. I was well, just said it. Well, you like I just, it. You like I, it. I do. It's okay. I've, you can say I, it. I, mm. I just, it, it's history. And like every single thing and every single piece of 
you know, clothing, there was a meaning mm. behind every single yeah. one of them. And if you knew that, you'd finally find it a little Tanya more interesting. Tanya was telling me, so it did, she knew everything, so it did actually pique my interest because she'd say this robe meant such and such for this monarch 400 years ago and this, that old book they were carrying around. How old was that? Yeah, there's lots of old things oh, there. <laughs> the chair yeah. itself was 800 years old that he sat in. Passing thought. 800 chair. years, that chair. Yeah, 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 yeah wow. the wooden it's, chair. And yeah. had little scratch marks. Yeah, I know. That's what I was saying. Like, was. John was here <laughs> or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Or, you know, I'll leave you it. this thought, Tan. No name on it. Oh, my goodness. What next? Cake gate. Outraged to be outraged. Let's just enjoy the cake. So true. I know. You know. I'm not going there. If yeah. I go there, I'll get myself into trouble. You don't want to do that, Dean. No. We'll tick you off for the day. That's <laughs> right. Don't do that. Hey, thanks so much, Tan. Hey, Dean, this is from Stephen. Hi, guys, and Tanya. Did the NRL do anything special for Wayne Bennett's 900 games last night? I was watching the Coronation. Great show. That's from Stephen. Yes, Stephen. Andrew Abdo was uh, in the dressing room post-game. Uh, congratulated Wayne, and I saw Andrew hand over a lovely big uh, trophy, I guess you could call it. Yeah, it looked good. It was it? a big yeah. football, um, which looked silver. So, yes, the NRL certainly did acknowledge it, um, and I think everyone in rugby league acknowledged it. So yeah. anyone who didn't want it to be acknowledged was Wayne himself. Wayne didn't want to, but um, and we've got a couple of calls I want to have this say. I think Mark is there. Might be Chris, sorry. Chris, good morning. Good morning, Ray. How um, are you, Chris? Oh, good. Look, just two things. I want to talk about the Hungarian horse, but before that, mm-hmm. I do want to talk about Wayne Bennett. And when you think about immortals in the game, um, they changed the rules regarding immortals anyway because initially yeah, the uh, panel had to have seen the player play, which meant the people like... Uh, well, Delhi all the great, yeah, all, yeah. The, all, all of those Herb Narva, all of those couldn't qualify, which was ridiculous. They can change it again and just say people who have influenced the games. And I can't think of uh, anybody who's had more influence on rugby league since I've been watching than this guy. And he's just done it for so long. And what he's doing at the moment with this young team, he hadn't got a break from the league. They didn't help this fledgling club at all. Um, they couldn't even spend their salary cap because they couldn't get players mm. enough attract players. What he's doing now is extraordinary, absolutely extraordinary. Um, amazing, it's it's almost oh uh, yeah, it's unbelievable. And this yeah. guy should become an immortal because that's how much I think because that's how much he's he's influenced the game. I'm tipping because Chris. Could, I'm tipping I thought they'd Chris run last. It could be a story in the Telegraph tomorrow from Dean Ritchie on this. Yeah, topic. yeah. I thought they'd come last, and I thought they'd win three to four games based on their roster, based on the fact that they couldn't get a marquee player, they couldn't get a marquee yeah, half. Yeah. Uh, their key positions were what we deem to be weaker than rival mm. clubs. So, you know, well done, Wayne as Chris Close and says, they're border up all of us. It, and it doesn't matter how, how they go for the rest of the year, I don't think, because what he's done already is so significant for the future of this club. You know what but it's I done wanna... too, Chris? It's also been, uh, gives the Bears some buoyancy in that if the 17th franchise had come in and got absolutely belted week after week by 40, there would have been screams for an 18th franchise to say there isn't enough talent in the talent pool. Mm. But what this mob's done has given the Bears... What about Papua New Guinea? If they are to be the successful um, applicant, for a better what term. What about Papua New Guinea? Well, there's some push going for them. All of, all of, it's not so much about which team come in, but I'm mm. saying that there is enough there now for an 18th team to come in and believe that they would be a success. Mm. 
And just quickly, Ray, on that Hungarian horse yesterday, uh, 33 to 1, um, it takes me back to maybe the greatest horse who ever raced, Kinsman. Yeah, Kinchesson, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, who who had 54 starts, Mm. never beaten back in the 1870s, uh, travelled around Europe, won the Goodwood Cup, won in Germany about five times, won in France. Um, And he won between 950 metres, or she did, between 950 metres and... 4,000 metres. Yep. So, um, I I mean, I don't know what the uh, quality of the opposition was like, but for any horse to do what that horse did, and, of course, if you go to Budapest now, the race course and the statue... Is named um, Kinshasa Park, yeah. Yeah, they they made a movie a few years ago. um, But I I can't believe, when I just look at that record, I mean, that's just... That was incredible. 54 starts, 54 wins. Great call. Good on you, Chris. Thanks so much. Mark's been waiting for us as well. Mark, good morning. G'day, fellas. How are you going? How are you, Mark? Yeah, not too bad. Just a couple of quick things real quick. Um, the cake, I was listening to Tanya and the cake. Mm. Like fair dink, and there's a brouhaha <laughs> over everything. It's just ridiculous. It's like kids. It? You give one kid a lolly, you've got to give the other kid a lolly. <laughs> you know, same thing. Yeah. Everyone's um, got to be outraged, Mark. And Everyone's why? got to be outraged. Why? Just move on. Fair yeah. Income. Fair yeah. income. They must have um, very, very little in their lives if that bugs them. No, they right. need to be outraged. Yeah. <laughs> so. uh, I don't know. Just the other thing real quickly is Magic Round. Mm-hmm. It's great, isn't it? Every year it's been great, you know? Um, are you ha- hey, Mark, are you happy for it to stay in Brisbane if that's what happens? That's exactly what I'm about to talk okay. about. Mm-hmm. Okay, if they had looked up to the field a bit better, instead of, you know, all the soccer, the rugby league, the concerts and everything... If they had, if the field was a little bit better, but, but it, it seems to work up there. Now, I'm a New South Welshman. I bleed blue. And I don't know why, but it just seems to work up there. Mm. And the old saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, money will talk in the end, Mark. I mean, the concept Queensland has built and nurtured into a, you know, a nationwide event, I guess you could say. But if others do want to come along and mm. offer double the money, I guess the NRL has a duty to... At least consider those options. Mm. I mean, if Queensland offers seven million and WA, for example, offer fifteen, and that's what we understand some of the bids are worth, then they have to look at them. But look, Mark's right. It's works in Queensland. It's been terrific since two thousand and nineteen. I'd like it to stay there, but money talks. I don't think the Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk would be too popular if she didn't up the ante and make sure she kept it, given the economic stimulus it brings to Brisbane. But Correct. we'll wait and see. We'll take a quick break. Coming up next, Phil Moss, Talk the World of Football. The only place to catch the very best equine superstars from around the globe, first time, every time, is right here. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network. Experience city-class racing country style at the Darley Scone Cup Carnival. It's the richest country racing carnival in Australia with over $2 million on offer across two fantastic days in May. Highlighted by the Darley Scone Cup and the Group 3 Emirates Park Dark Jewel. With fashions on the field and Bjorn again live after the last race on Saturday, it's the Country Cup Carnival not to be missed. The Darley Scone Cup Carnival, May 12 and 13. For hospitality packages and tickets, go to sconeraceclub.com.au. Looking to take the next step in your career? Marcus Oldham's Advanced Diploma of Equine Business Management will give you the practical and business skills to set you up for a rewarding career in the equine industry. Our graduates gain unique opportunities in careers worldwide across racing, bloodstock, stud management, breeding, horse health, marketing and more. 
Visit marketsoldham.vic.edu.au forward slash equine or attend our open day on Sunday 30 July to find out more. Children don't have an equal chance when they live in poverty. Like all children, eight-year-old Nick needs support to succeed at school. But despite his hard work, the support of his parents and teachers, he's still falling behind, all because he lives in poverty. But you can help. A tax-deductible donation to the Smith family will provide out-of-school learning support to children like Nick and give them the chance to achieve their best at school. Search the Smith family and donate by June 30. On Coffs Harbour, 107.1 FM. Gloucester, 99.3 FM. Kula, 87.6 FM. And Leeton, 87.6 FM. You're listening to Sky Sports Radio, your racing and sports leader. Deliciously flaky pastry on top of bottom, which is rolled extra thin and a filling of 100% lean Aussie beef. Yes, I'm talking about mm. Carlos Pies, right? The only pies you should be putting on your plate. Carlos Pies are simply bursting with flavour and there's heaps of flavours to choose from. Here's a thought. Take a night off from cooking and grab a Galo's family pie for the whole crew. They're available in all Coles and Woolworths stores. And remember, we are located in the chilled meal section. If you can't find us, ask for Galo's pies by name. Now, before I go into the last line, Ray, mm-hmm. we should congratulate Bronson Garlic, who oh, scored a try yes. yeah. for the mighty Melbourne Storm yeah, last how night. Good so, good on Bronson for getting his first meat pie. Yeah. Oh, oh well you like done. it? Well you well like done. it? Garlo's pies. <laughs> they're thin on pastry, but they're big on meat. It goes outside. Vigiana and Drua. 2023, a year of so much adversity, but so much belief. They go back to back. Full time. The Fijiana and Drua 38. Queensland Reds 30. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. And welcome back to the show. Phil Moss joins us to talk the world of football a little later than normal, but just as important because Adelaide United and Sydney FC are through to the semi-finals of the A-League. Mossy, good morning. Good morning, Ray. Morning, Bulldog. Yeah, I needed the extra hour of recovery this morning just to get <laughs> over last night. It was uh, an epic Sydney derby and, uh, yeah, a wonderful game of football. Had all the tension that you'd expect uh, from a finals match, and the derby just added to it. It was mm-hmm. a real shame the, the Cove weren't there. The the, uh, the core Sydney FC supporter group uh, boycotted the game. They were at the training ground to, to send the players off on the team bus to the game, but they uh, they stood true to their uh, their boycott threats, and, and that was probably the only real shame ever night. Mm-hmm. Now, Mossy, Milos Ninkovic, March from the Sydney FC dressing room post-match in an exchange. Run us through what happened there. It sounds a bit dramatic. Well, obviously I wasn't there, um, but uh, reports are that Ninko went into the Sydney FC dressing room after the game just to wish the players all the best for the finals. And um, maybe a few words were exchanged uh, between a couple of people in that dressing room. Um, the reports are it was between uh, Steve Corica and, and Milos Ninkovic, um, but I haven't had that confirmed. Um, but of course, Ninko left Sydney in acrimonious circumstances uh, at the end of last season or, or during the off-season, I should say. Um, so, yeah, there's obviously some, um, you know, some, some fuel in the fire still. And, um, you know, but knowing knowing Ninko as I do, he, he probably genuinely just wanted to wish the players well, whether the timing was right. Um, 
you know, there's still plenty of emotion after a game. So, yeah, watch your space. But what it does do is it, it keeps adding to the narrative that um, that he's just building and building this Sydney derby. So next season, uh, you know, out, yeah. <laughs> yeah, mark it in your diaries for the first one of the uh, of the new season. But full credit to Sydney. They, they were incredible last night. If Western Sydney probably edged Sydney FC in the first half and went to the break with a... Probably a deserved 1-0 lead, although it was a contentious penalty against uh, Alex Wilkinson for handball. Um, Sydney FC literally came out and blew Western Sydney off the park in the second half. That's one of the most commanding second-half performances I've seen this whole season. And to do it on the big stage, in the derby, in the in the elimination final, is a credit to, to the way the team was coached. I think Steve Corica did a brilliant job at half-time um, with a few tweaks to, to the way they pressed Western Sydney. And Western Sydney couldn't deal with it second half. Mm, it's interesting. So this sets up next weekend. Now take us through it, Mossy. Sydney FC will take on Melbourne City in the first leg of their semi-final on Saturday. That's May 13. So there is two legs to this, home and away. Then on Sunday, Adelaide United are at home against Central Coast. Yeah, I think it may be Friday and Saturday, right? Okay, actually, um, okay, Sydney might FC have changed. Hosting... Look at here. So anyway, yeah, keep going. Yeah. Sorry, mate. My, my mistake. That's all right. No, I'm pretty sure it's Friday. Friday night, Sydney FC will host. Melbourne City at Allianz Stadium. Adelaide, who got over Wellington on Friday night, um, will host Central Coast Mariners next Saturday night. Um, and they were fantastic, Adelaide. And Craig Goodwin just continues to go from strength to strength as the captain leader. Goal scorer extraordinary. He scored both goals in that game. Um, so they're, they're two cracking games. Mm. Sydney, Sydney, Melbourne City and Adelaide Central Coast Mariners. Um, I think the big challenge for Sydney will be to come down very, very quickly from last night because the derby, the semi-final, progressing, coming from behind, all the stuff that, that went into it is a, a, a big emotional roller coaster. So no doubt uh, Steve Collector and his staff will be getting the players back to earth. Melbourne City have had the week off to, to sit back, kick their heels up, prepare uh, at their own pace for this game. And uh, as, as have the Central Coast Mariners. So two cracking games next weekend. Let's head to England, Mossy, for the EPL. Man City a step closer to their own coronation mm, with victory like overnight. It, I like it, Dino. <laughs> How did I know you'd use that line, Bulldog Richie, after what because we saw last night in. on TV? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, credit where it's due. There I you go. That. I never take credit where it's not due. <laughs> Um, I saw your mate on the golf course yesterday yeah, morning too. I it's funny. told him he, I'd have my uh, legal team on to him. Well, he has texted me, and let me find this text before we go There's on. It's drama. This is a, oh, I got a text go. last night. This is a true story. I've got Mossy's scorecard in front of me. He started double bogey, par, double bogey, par, triple bogey, bogey, triple bogey, double bogey. Sounds like my golf course. If that is, in fact, right, Mossy, you should think about another sport. <laughs> Mate, I tell you now, Bulldog, any friend of yours never lets the facts get in the way of a good <laughs> So you're story, suggesting and my um, man has got bad you know, mail. As Mossy said last week, the wind was blowing that day, wasn't it, Mossy? Okay. Exactly. And yesterday, <laughs> I, I may have been a little bit dusty yesterday morning. But anyway, okay. let's, well, uh, there let's we go. move on to Another the Premier story. League. Yeah, uh, I'm right. Mm. <laughs> you're right. But uh, you're right. Manchester City are uh, headed for their own coronation. They were, um, yeah, look, interesting. They, they were 2 0 up, and Manchester City got a penalty. and uh, Erling Haaland handed the penalty, the record goal scorer in Premier League history, handed the penalty to Gundogan to see if he could get his hat-trick. Gundogan misses it, hits the post, Leeds go down the other end and score to make it 2-1. Uh, fair to say Pep Guardiola was not a happy, did not cut a happy figure on the uh, 
on the bench after that happened. And he said so after full time. He said, look, if we were 4-0 up with five to go, I can understand it. But we weren't. The game wasn't over. It was only 2-0. So uh, Manchester City can maybe count themselves a little bit lucky. They got all three points uh, in the end. But uh, over the 95 minutes, they were better than Leeds, of course. Leeds are in um, trouble And now. that puts... Yeah. Oh, big trouble, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Big trouble. Like, um, you know, they've gone through two managers this season already um, and they are a point above the drop zone. So, um, yeah, nervous times for, for Leeds United fans. Exactly. Hey, Mossy, um, we're running out of time, but where are we going with... Well, firstly, just quickly, Liverpool. That was an important win, so that puts the pressure on me and you before we go to Mo- Mossy's Moldy for the weekend. Yeah, huge, uh, huge win for Liverpool. That's six on the trot now. Uh, Manchester United have to. Um, they go to. Um, where are they overnight? Yeah, um, man, you are playing. You bear with us. I'll tell you. Oh, um, oh West Ham. Arsenal go to Newcastle. West Ham. That's yeah. right. Yeah, mm-hmm. sorry, because um, it's Arsenal that go to to Newcastle. So that's a tricky game. But um, yeah, Manchester United against West Ham. If uh, if they slip up there, they've still got a game in hand uh, on us. So um, yeah. Watch this space because uh, Liverpool are going to push them all the way. Mm. The multi, I'm going to go with, uh, and Bournemouth let me down in the four-legger, um, which is a real shame because um, I had Spurs, Bournemouth, Liverpool and Adelaide, all but uh, Bournemouth got over uh, Chelsea beat Bournemouth. The uh, three-leg multi, Newcastle to beat Arsenal um, mm. in that game we just referenced. Uh, I think they'll get the points yeah. at home. Like West Ham. Arsenal, yeah, you'll tell me I'm uh, tipping with my heart here, Ray, mm. um, but I'm going to tip West Ham to get the chocolates over Manchester United at home. It's a big call. And then I'm going to go with Brighton to beat Everton on Tuesday morning. So Newcastle into West Ham into Brighton Tuesday morning. Fair enough. Just a quick one. Dino probably should ask Mossy about your story with Graham Arnold and, and the necessity, I, I love your view on this, Phil, to have essentially a centre of excellence for the Socceroos based in Australia. A home for the Socceroos, Mossy. Mm. How do you build a culture without a home? That's um, exactly you know, the line, Arnie. Mm. Yeah, well, and we've talked about this many, many times. Um, privately, I've, I've discussed it publicly as well, I, and I agree 100% with Arnie. I, I just, it's, it's an absolute necessity. Um, I think there's a home for the Matildas being built down in Melbourne. Mm. Um, whether that's the National Centre for Excellence for Matildas and Socceroos, I don't know, but Certainly, uh, I think if, if Arnie, who's the longest-serving soccer rule of all time with his playing and coaching and assistant coaching career in, in mind, if he uh, wants to leave any legacy, it'll be around this uh, centre of excellence. And I think he's definitely on the right track to achieving that. He's, he's built some great contacts in government. And I think if there's one person who can bring this to life, it is Arnie. So um, I know that's uh, you know in his uh, priority list of what he wants to achieve over the next three, three and a half years. Fantastic. Hey, Phil, appreciate it as always, and we'll talk next Sunday, mate. Good on you guys. Take care. Get down to the driving range. (laughs) There's Phil Moss talking the world of football. Hey, Dino, three games to complete. Magic round. We've got the Tigers taking on the Dragons. That's 1.50. Roosters, Cowboys, 4 p.m. Titans, Eels, 6.25 p.m. Team changes and your selections. Yeah, I'll just duck through them quickly. West Tigers, Tommy Talao comes back into the back line right at centre in place of Brent Naden, suspended. Mass changes, of course, for the Dragons. We've gone through a bit mm. of that earlier in the show. Lomax out, Little out, uh, Jaden Sullivan in. And there is talk that Ben Hunt may move to hooker yeah. with Moses Embiid to miss out. I'm going to go the Dragons in that game. Uh, Roosters, Cowboys. Brandon Smith named, despite being taken to hospital last Sunday for precautionary reasons over a neck complaint. But looks like he will play. 
And for the Cowboys, Helam Lukey returns from a hamstring injury to counter the loss of Jeremiah Nenai, who is gone with suspension. I will go the Roosters there, Ray. And that's 6.35 games. Titans v Eels. Jaden Campbell named at fullback for Gold Coast with AJ Brimson out with a hamstring. Mm. Um, but a move to the halves is looking more likely for Campbell. As for the Eels, Brad Arthur has named mid-season recruit Andrew Davies to start on the edge with Bryce Cartwright to shift back to the interchange bench. And with that game, I will go Parramatta. Fair enough. Well, on a cold and potentially wet Sunday, we've got three games to watch with Madrian, which is fantastic. Plus, there's also three games in the AFL, including Collingwood taking on Sydney, which should be a blockbuster at the MCG. Hey, Dino, three hours has just flown by, Gone. as always. Lots of fun. It always is. Coming up on Racing HQ with Grant Boyden, Mick Wallace will preview the big meeting at Mudgee today, Guri Cup Day. Graham White will look at the Sapphire Coast. The BSB team is back tomorrow morning at 5.30. If you'd like to revisit any of today's show or interviews, go to Spotify or the podcast icon on your iPhone or Android. Tomorrow morning, the day off, do we see... A push for Bennett to be an immortal? Not just yet, Ray. But do you it's think? a story What's in your the gut back thing? of my memory. Yeah, I'm tipping you might be chasing that this afternoon. Possibly. Good choice. Possibly. Thanks so much for joining us over the last three hours. It's my favourite time of the week. I say it each and every Sunday and uh, mean it so much. Enjoy your Sunday, everybody. And enjoy your sport.